sheltered me from harm, kept me warm, kept me warm. You gave my life to me, set me free, set me free. The finest cheers I ever knew. Yeah. 
you have a paper, you must have a pen. And if you have a start, you must have a end. Say five plus five, it equal to ten. And if you have both, you put them in a pen. And if you have a rooster, you must have a end. Now, zungu zungu go zungu zeng. Zungu zungu go zungu zeng. Jumpy happiness and jumpy joy. You know fi call yellow man no boy. Lady and they used to take fit We're going to them call him child. You know fi call yellow man no boy. You know fi call John John no boy. You know fi take aya knife fi boy. Zungo zungo go zungo zeng. Watch it. Zungo zungo go zungo zeng. Catch it. Zungo zungo go zungo zeng. Car. Zero zero one one nine. Kyle man make you feel so fine Me chat on me lyrics, me chat them in a rhyme Me na eat like me full up a rhyme Kyle man him na commit no crime car Zungu zungu go zungu zen Zungu zungu go zungu zen Hey, go shung pen, go shu shu shung pen Hey, go shung pen, go shu shu shung pen Say if you have a start, you must have a end Say if you have a paper, you pass me the pen But tell your yellow man, I'm too much girlfriend Can't offer the matter, but me not have no girlfriend You are idiot, boy, me have a hundred and ten Say all of them, them have yellow children All of them, them have yellow children Some live a Kingston, and don't have me a pen Enough of them ask me, oh, me have no girlfriend too Arguments, I have no arguments, Lord Arguments, I have no arguments Me enter in the house of Parliament Prime Minister and his wife have to keep silent A true yellow man, a chat intelligent They put me in the court, the judge say you're innocent too Arguments, I have no arguments Sanja should have been my girlfriend, hey Lady Anne should have been my girlfriend, make a Zungo, zungo, go zungo, zen, hey You know if you jump for happy or joy You know if you call yellow man no boy Nobody take John Joe for toy Me brother I love them, call him you right Zungo, zungo, go zungo, zen, watch it Zungo, zungo, go zungo, zen You lick of violence, you smoke high shen You ding it violence, you go down silence But tell your yellow man come for tell them again Kingston or you live on me a pen Say if you have a rooster you must have a hen And if you have a dog you must have a hen But what do you know what's going to be wrong Them are in the Walking down the road With the pistol in your waist Young YouTuber Walking down the road With the ratchet Gotta rewind this one, take it from the top again. Johnny, too bad, the slickers. Happy Thursday! We're waiting on our future FM family up in New York. Keep it locked. Walking down the road with the pistol in your waist. Johnny, too bad. It seems as though all the stories today are about guns. I don't know what the heck is going on. Remember back in the day you used to hear them say, we need some holy water. 
olive oil. We need something. Just a little bit too much going on. But thank God for music. Make us feel a little better. As Bob Marley said, when the music hits, you feel no pain. Sometimes you wish you could get off the train you're on and jump on another one. Yeah, wish you could stop another train and jump on board that one. Hopefully your destination will be somewhere pleasant. haven't heard this one in a long time when I was doing the playlist I'm like no I gotta play this one today the next train will be leaving from platform one Go ahead and take a train and head on over to Scaville. Non-stop dancing and grooving. down memory lane let's turn the music up so the young folks can hear these songs oh yeah good music Yeah, 
good morning to all of our listeners listening online, futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, jeanneauradio.com. And a pleasant good morning to everyone tuned in on the FM down, Future FM 98.9, in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Good morning, of course. Gotta say that to my studio audience. Without them, there is no coffee in tow, right? Gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday, November 3, 2022. Retro Thursday. Hashtag TBT. Throwback Thursday. Playing music from the 80s, 90s. Well, we're definitely not going into the early 2000s. So let's just say drop the 2000s and let's go back to the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Taking it back to foundation. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. You can also find me on TikTok, Moments with Me Media, and the me in everything is MI. I had to pull this one back up from the top. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In the Caribbean corner, PM Motley defends Barbados National Day. In Dominica, man gone down in his hospital bed. Guyana, body of an NYPD police officer found at a waterfall. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, PC among four charged for fraudulently leasing state lands. Out of Jamaica, businessman and spouse shot dead close to their home in Clarendon. Children aged 15 to 17 charged with 875 major crimes, and that's according to the Commissioner of Police. On the international scene out of South Africa, police find 21 bodies at Kruger's Dorp. That's a mine. Uganda to begin commercial oil exploration in 2025. They're seeking funding. In news out of North America, the Parkland School killer formally sentenced to life in prison. Powerball prize up to $1.5 billion, third largest ever in U.S. history. Get your tickets, folks. You don't have a ticket, you definitely don't have a chance. In business and tech news, Spotify is going to war with Apple after the App Store rejected its big new feature. In health and science news... Why are mass shooters usually male? In sports news, Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn Nets pledge $1 million after criticism over anti-Semitism. Believe it or not, news. 
Teens beat a Spanish teacher to death over bad grade and bragged about the murder on Snapchat. And in entertainment news, Trevor Noah slams Elon Musk's new $8 a month verification plan for Twitter. We're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up right after a little more music. Don't you dare go anywhere. Listening to the voice of Jimmy Cliff, you know, with Guns of Brixton. They caught him with a gun. Now he leaves in a black Maria. Goodbye to the Brixton son. You can crush us, you can bruise us, but you have to answer to oh, Guns of Brixton. Squeeze one more in. Here is Errol Dunkley with OK Fred. For that one, Errol Dunkley. We're going to go ahead and get into the business. Got to say thank you to all the listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I'll be with you until the top of the hour. If you got to be somewhere at the bottom of this hour, we got 10 minutes to go. Thank you to everyone listening online on futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, and janoradio.com. Gotta thank everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Dough World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. It is Retro Thursday, hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday. Today, we're playing some reggae music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So, it's not even throwback at this point. It's fling it back. (laughs) And now it's time for us to get into the details. And we're going to start out with stories out of the Caribbean. Here's Caribbean Corner. (laughs) 
got my coffee cup. Our Caribbean Corner stories today are courtesy of Bar. Bar I'm sorry, Caribbean.loopnews.com. I'm trying to read two sentences at the same time, okay? Pardon my brain. First up, out of Barbados, Prime Minister Motley defends the Barbados National Day. Governments move to rename Independence Day as Barbados National Day, recognizes and celebrates two historic milestones, asserts Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley. On Tuesday, November 1, Minister of Home Affairs Wilfred Abrahams announced that November 30 will no longer be known as Independence Day, but Barbados National Day. Following outpouring criticism, the Prime Minister took to her social media to explain and defend the reasoning behind Cabinet's decision to commemorate both the country's transition to a parliamentary republic and attainment of independence on the same day, despite previously stating in 2021 that government will not change the name of Independence Day. So her response on Twitter, I have seen and heard the comments this evening on social media, irrespective of how the government has felt about this issue last year and the decision we made, there is the reality that there has been confusion as to how the election of the first Barbadian state. Okay, well, I did, so I got to go over to Twitter for the rest of this one. Bear with me. They cut it off. So let's see if I can retrieve it real quick for everyone. Okay, and it's cut off there too. All right, so let's see. I got to put the pieces of the puzzle together for this one for you guys. Don't worry, I got you. So let me start over. She says, I have seen and heard the comments this evening on social media. Irrespective of how the government has felt about this issue last year and the decision we made, there is the reality that there has been confusion as to how the election of the first Barbadian head of state would be celebrated without undermining the significance of November 30, 1966. It is not either one or the other. Both are milestones in our journey. And as a 56-year-old country, we must act with our minds focused on the future. Barbados National Day on November 30th allows us to celebrate both the attainment of independence and the attainment of becoming a parliamentary republic with a native Barbadian as president. The fact is, our independence from Britain is not being rewritten from our history. We can allay those, the fears of those who are concerned about that. But equally, we have to celebrate the election of our first president. We expect that some will continue to refer to both events as the same day, but for the avoidance of doubt, we settle on all overall rubric that encompasses both events. And that is why we have settled on Barbados National Day to celebrate two significant events in the life and journey of the sovereign state. Let us focus on what we must do as a nation to be the best that we can be. It involves building on the past, but focusing on the future. Did she consult you, um, O'Neill, life and journey? <laughs> For that fragment there. But nothing is wrong with... Yeah. Go ahead, O'Neill. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm still listening in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, life and journey. So I, right away, I'm like, oh, O'Neill. 
But um, yeah, what is wrong with change? What is wrong with change of heart, change of mind? Is it going to be damaging in this case? And as I, I don't think changing the name is rewriting history in any way. As a matter of fact, I think it embraces the separation while recognizing the history. Me, I mean. I mean, my, my question is, so the Bayesian population of an issue then of the change? Yes. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just goes to show, it, it, it speaks to everything. Because if you have become a republic, right? Mm -hmm. Which means you have moved away from the monarchy mm -hmm. to do independence. It's only natural that you are now going to embrace sovereignty and nationality. So it's, it's, it's to me, it's the only natural step. The next natural step would be to have a national day versus an independence day. It's, it's a no-brainer. But it, it maybe speaks to speak volumes to how many people within the population is still having Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, O'Neill, what did Bob Marley say? Free yourselves from mental slavery. And that is where we are truly enslaved. Have you ever seen the um, lab project where you open the gate for the rat, but the rat stays in the confined space? The rat is free to go, but chooses to remain in the confined space. Yeah, that's us. I mean, it, it, it opens. You know, there's so much. There's so much directions we could go this conversation. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to get into the... <laughs> but, but slavery is a choice. Um it sounds disrespectful. In today's landscape, O'Neill, it is a choice. In today's that, landscape. That's as I'm going. I'm saying, yeah. in general, it sounds disrespectful. But when you look at our choices that we have made as a people, yeah. so I'm, I'm, how is this relevant to Barbados? Barbados is a Caribbean nation that, and I've lived there for a while, so I can't speak to it. Um, that is 80% like Jamaica, 80% black. I think Barbados has even a more defined black population than Jamaica. Jamaica is more of a mixing pot. Mm -hmm. The economic wealth in Barbados has always been controlled by the whites. That never changed after independence. And the political power has always been given to the blacks. Um, with that said, um, you know, at the end of the day, it speaks volumes to the choices we make as a people. Uh, and like I said, with the lab and the rats, it doesn't matter. Let them say if you take a pig out of the sty, put him up, wash him off, he's still a pig, he's going to run back into the mud. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Neil. Next up, we
we head on over to Dominica. Patrice Roberts displeased about last minute switch with Burner Boy. Patrice Roberts held nothing back as she made her feelings known about the last minute switch with Burner Boy on the final night of the World Creole Music Festival held in Dominica over the weekend. The Trinidadian soca sensation was scheduled to hit the stage at about midnight on Sunday. But in a last minute switch with African giant Burner Boy, Patrice was left waiting to go on as the last act of the festival instead. With the show already running behind schedule, she appeared backstage twice before 1 a.m., eventually waiting to close five hours to put on her show. At one point, the singer's band was already set up before she was asked to give way to Burner Boy, who was slated to perform last. Already shrouded with the controversy of Burner Boy arriving a full day late for the festival, Roberts held nothing back about the last-minute switch when she finally began her repertoire after 4 a.m. on Monday. Next time, give me $3 million, she uttered on stage during the rendition of her popular Drink Water and Mind My Business. She promised the audience to let it all out on stage, impressed that her fans had stayed back to see her. I was supposed to perform for you a long time ago, but you know what? They paid $3 million to somebody who would mash up the crowd like me, <laughs> she said. Ah, oh boy. Um, let me say this. I understand why you'd feel a little disgruntled, Patrice, and yes, I, from my understanding in entertainment, the last act is usually the greatest act, right? They usually reserve the best for last. Isn't that what they normally do? Stage shows, concerts, they don't put the very best ahead. So I would say to Patrice, hey, Patrice, think of yourself as the greatest now when we talk about the money that's a whole nother thing but there's also a thing called diplomacy and i would say if you don't have it learn it i'm sorry patrice i'm gonna say that way you, you don't follow the trend of airing everything out in public that's a conversation that you have with your management and the promoters I disagree. I'm sorry, O'Neill. Class is class. There is a time and place for everything. You you don't go on stage and make mention of that. That's something you do behind closed doors. It it depends. Okay, go right ahead. So, and I've and I've been around festival for years, and I used to work at CVM and Reggae Some Fest and all these things, and I've seen artists. Not a lot of artists don't like to close shows because sometimes, depending on the event, um, so for example, let me use Reggae Some Fest as an example, and this is not recent, but I mean, in the, in the 2000s, I used to be at every Reggae Some Fest. Um, the last night of the show, so it would be Friday, it would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and the last night is Saturday night. It's going into Sunday morning is normally people are exhausted the last act is normally just a curtain closer he doesn't get the same crowd the crowd is leaving you're on the stage performing and people are walking out of the venue that's not the norm for 
stars, really. So if you look at some of the bigger festivals that are held, and in the, in the United States, most shows are run on time, you don't have a million artists performing. That's also a difference. But the star time act, in a lot of cases, you have an opening act, mm -hmm. you have the star time act, mm -hmm. and sometimes you have a closing act. The closing act is not never normally bigger than the star time act. The, start, the closing act is normally just there to bring the curtain down on the event, respectfully. So I can understand two things, mm -hmm. right? I can understand her frustration um, because, and this is, I mean, I'm not saying against Burn a Boy, but Caribbean people have a way of, we love foreign things. <laughs> and we, 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 we pander to... I know an international artist is an international artist. Okay, they're special, they're bigger, etc. There are a lot of things that goes with it, to be honest. But we tend to pander to these international stars who are sometimes spoiled. And like she said, they turn up late, a day late. He was slated to perform, apparently, after her. But his lateness is not was not his fault. Were you here when we spoke about that? No, on, on no, I, I, no but I'm not even getting into that. because. Right. I mean, there's consequences and reaction to actions. I get that. But if you're slated to perform last, which means your contract would have stated that you should perform last, and she's supposed to perform at a particular time, because I've also seen in festivals where an artist has a contract that says a specific time, and I've also seen where promoters cut an artist's time to, to give another artist a space. So... A lot of promoters and production companies are very disrespectful to some of the talents that they employ. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe her frustration, to be honest with you, I don't know that maybe, I don't know the situation personally, but I could also see, I've never heard of Patrice Carson on a stage, so I could also see where this has been done to you just one times too much. And you just decide that, hey, this is a last draw, right? And this is I'm saying this without knowing the real story of the right, night. Right, right, right. But my observation working on events over the years is that a lot of the times um, I've seen Biedemann, for example, slated. Cause, so they're egos also. And you understand these artists have huge egos. Mm -hmm. And I've seen situations where artists don't want to perform too early mm -hmm. because that every artist wants prime time. And if <laughs> I have an, if I'm a manager for an artist, mm -hmm. I want to get my artists on at the best time. Understandably right? so. And because that's my brand, that's my artist, you know, yeah. if the artist warrants it, right. For whatever reason, um, and burner boy is the hottest thing out there now. Yep. So I could easily see, the promoters changing the game, changing the rules. And to me, why I said I disagree, because you would have disrespected a, a Robert on a whim. I, I, I believe the last minute changes on a whim, just because you want to pander to somebody else, is disrespectful. It, okay. it's, just, it's just unacceptable and disrespectful. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's where, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Okay, so here's what. And I, I respect what you're saying. I totally do. And I totally understand the intricacies when it comes to positioning of artists. I totally get it. 
But here's the thing. If you believe in your talent and you believe in your um, <laughs> being able to draw a crowd, you shouldn't have to worry. Because if your fans are your fans, they're going to be there for you. And here's the thing. I'm reading through the rest of the article. And you know what she said? This is what she said. She told the crowd she had feared that everyone would have left after Burna Boy. So is it that she's not confident in her ability to pull a crowd? And then she goes on to be disrespectful, in my opinion, when she tells everybody in the crowd that she believes that the Caribbean region had enough talent to handle regional festivals without international acts. You can't do that. You want people to embrace soca music, be willing to embrace other genres and welcome them into your fold just as you seek to go on an international platform. You have to be careful. There is diplomacy and there is class. And in my opinion, she lacked both in this particular event. And I understand it may have been stemming from frustration could have been frustration from just that night alone could have been frustration from something happened things similar things like these happening to her. But at the end of the day, hold your head up and wear your crown proudly and have the strong conversations behind the scenes, not on the platform time and place. And then again, we don't even know what transpired between her management and their management. We're not hearing all those details as to why she was exchanged. Now, Bernard Boy should have performed the night before. His team got there the day before, but he was stranded in, was it Curacao? Another island where he got stranded there. So he didn't get to Dominique until the following day, although his team, because they traveled separately. So he didn't get there until late, right? Um, and the crowd was upset that he wasn't there for the night he had to perform. And of course, they made um, arrangements for him to perform the next day. They had to put him in. But I mean, you don't go on stage and talk, pay me the three million to somebody who may mash up the crowd like me. No, you don't do that. It shows poor sportsmanship in my mind, in my opinion. Uh, should, should we have been emotional? But I, I mean, I'm not going to say that she's right to do what she did. Right, right. I can say I understand. And I'm saying this because I have, working behind the scenes at festivals, I've seen these things happen so many times. Yeah. A lot of the times when Bounty Killer go up on the stage and him saying, cross on the million, Johnny goes home. It's because of some of the same kind of behavior patterns. Um, and to just give you a cue, I mean, yes, I understand the embracing of international acts. But, there's a but, right? Now, let me give you two instances of that but. So, so I, two I two instances, act. two minutes, because we, we have to... Right, two minutes. I'm yeah. Gonna go. yeah, I'm the same. Not, I'm not going to go long. I'm going to say, right. Johnny goes on. Not Johnny goes on. Joe Bagner was with Reggae Song Fest. Yeah. Showed that you can have a local festival with local artists and still ram the crowd and make more money than Johnny Gazan, who did it for 25 years bringing international acts. The international acts are prima donnas. They ask for millions of dollars. They don't want to do interviews. Trust me, I've seen it. I have been at Reggae Song Fest many times negotiating rights to shoot that artist to give highlights. And the management and thing, them frown up them nose and they're going to better than people. Trust me. 
-hmm. That's one. And, and, and the other thing is, the Caribbean still, the Caribbean still, even in our practices on radio, we still pay more homage to international acts where all the revenue for your music. So if you perform and you're disadvantaged, if you're on radio and you're disadvantaged, I can understand at, one, at some point, somebody's going to be a cane in the Caribbean. <laughs> I think that's what it was. All right. Thank you so much, Anil. You are absolutely right. Um, yeah. Okay, so our next story out of Dominica. Man gunned down in hospital bed. Police are investigating the murder of a patient at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital on Monday evening. Lawmen said two masked men went to Donald to Ronald Desiree's bedside on the Alfred Ward and shot him several times. Police Chief Daniel Carbon has vowed to find the perpetrators and bring them to justice. Desiree had been at the hospital being treated for gunshot injuries to his thigh, which he sustained over the weekend when two people in a vehicle opened fire on him as he was driving his vehicle on a public road. They wanted him dead, clearly. He should have died when they shot up the vehicle. He didn't die, so they went in, into the hospital into the hospital i hope they have security cameras at entrances and exits and they're able to to um get a hold of the perpetrators come on people come on what is that's all right that's a hit yeah it is a hit it is yeah. a hit but what i'm asking is what is wrong with us why we have this deep-seated need o'neill to take revenge, whatever it is. And the thing is, it doesn't even have to be a grave situation. It could be something very simple. I mean, a lot of these situations maybe stem from gang crime, drugs. Um, and, and I'm not saying, I don't know about this guy or whoever died, but there's a lot of situations that involve people stealing people's drugs. Da, 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 da. We talked about the story yesterday in Miami with the squash guys. Yeah. It all stemmed back and that world is ruthless. It is. There's no rules. The only rule and the only justice is death. So if you're in that space and you violate somebody, they can't go to the police. There's no conflict resolution. <laughs> conflict resolution is a bullet. Yep. And by any means necessary. That guy may even know something that also he's, <laughs> he's got to the authorities would have brought down. Yeah, yes, it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. We know the weave, the web that we weave, right? Got it. Our next story out of Grenada, former government minister admits to sale of diplomatic passports. Former Foreign Affairs Minister Oliver Joseph has admitted that the previous new National Party NNP administration had a policy of accepting cash for diplomatic passports. However, there have been denials that a Polish man was charged almost double the usual amount and a significant portion of that went to the bank account of an NNP constituency office. Joseph confirmed that there was a policy of the former administration, led by Prime Minister Dr. Keith Mitchell, of appointing diplomatic passport holders as ambassadors at large if there was no representation in the territory or jurisdiction from which an application for citizenship came. No diplomatic immunity was granted. However, he said, unlike an ambassador in residence who is usually limited to a country or embassy, 
an ambassador at large operates in several neighboring countries. What we did is conduct a thorough due diligence investigation, and once approved, they are then asked to pay the required funds to the state. The fee was U.S. $150,000, nothing more. And the cabinet conclusions will reflect the same, Joseph said. During a town hall meeting on Monday, Prime Minister Dickon Mitchell agreed that a Polish national had claimed that in June this year, in the midst of the general election campaign, he was asked to pay U.S. $290,000 for a diplomatic passport, with U.S. $150,000 for the state and U.S. 140,000 for the NNP's constituency office in St. George South. <laughs> come on, come on. Really? Come on, Grenado. Why did you do that? You don't pay, as far as I know. Well, from what I, my understanding, two of my aunts had um, diplomatic passports and of course, they were they were always doing government business, but they never paid for their passport in Jamaica. Uh, $150,000 and $290,000 and what? Come on. I'm sorry. I would never pay that for a passport, no matter how badly I wanted a diplomatic status. And to know that with paying 150, I'm sorry, let me get the figure right. 290,000 of which 150,000 goes to the state and 140,000 goes to the constituency office knowing that after shelling out 290,000 US dollars there is no diplomatic immunity associated so what may I pay a feed for what am I paying for it then what am I paying for just being able to go into a line that says diplomats at the airport Really? Or getting a little preferential treatment? Really? Look. Grenada, clean up. That's all I'm going to say. Body of NYPD officer found at Waterfall in Guyana. The body of a 43-year-old Gladstone Haynes, an NYPD officer, was found this morning at the Orinduik Falls in North... You know something. Pacaremas? I hope I said it right, Guyana. Haynes allegedly drowned on October 30. According to a report from the Guyana Police Force, Gladstone Haynes and Vanessa Alicia, some people say Alicia, some people say Alicia. I'm so confused sometimes which one to say. Vassal, a 34-year-old U.S. citizen, were on a tour from Ogle Airport to the falls and then to another set of falls along with other tourists. Vassal was celebrating her birthday day on the day in question. Inquiries disclosed that Gladstone was swimming below the falls in the water, which was high and streaming heavily at the time. He reportedly went under the surface of the water and disappeared. A party of police ranks and other persons went in search of Gladstone, but his body was not found. The search continued and his body was found just yesterday morning. Um, when they go on these tours, they don't have tour guides People who are, you know, in Jamaica, you, people are familiar with the rivers and the different areas that you can go to and they guide you accordingly. They don't have that at these falls. And let me see if I can pronounce the name of the falls. Okay, bear with me. 
Kaiture, I'm I'm assuming K I E T E U R, Kaiture, and then the other one is O R I N D U I K. Orinduik Falls. I hope I said it right. I'm trying to use my phonics. You know, when your parents used to tell you use phonics to figure out the pronunciation of a word. <sighs> Back to elementary. Yeah. Okay. Next story. This one is out of Trinidad and Tobago. So Jamaica is not the only place um, where we are selling or leasing state lands fraudulently. It's happening down in Trinidad as well as PC among four charged for fraudulently leasing the lands. A police constable is among four people charged with land fraud this week by officers of the Anti-Corruption Investigations Bureau. PC Curtis Pierre, 50, last attached to the Central Division and Sandy Danaser Pierre, 38, of Canupia, were jointly charged with three counts of possession of forged documents. PC Pierre was also charged with three counts of fraudulently causing the acceptance of valuable security. Meanwhile, PC Pierre, Germain Cassandra Pierre, 48, of Canupia, and Ches Brathwaite, 46, of Ch- Chaguanas, were charged with one count each of conspiracy to defraud. Furthermore, Pierre and Brathwaite were jointly charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud. Pierre Brathwaite and Dana Sayre Pierre were jointly charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud. Oh my gosh. Um, so, reports indicate that in July, personnel attached to the Land Management Division of the Commissioner of State Lands Office discovered three fraudulent standard agricultural leases for 90 acres of state lands purposely leased to three people. It was also discovered that the leases were fraudulently registered at the Registrar General Office of Trinidad and Tobago on October 12. Several signatures, inclusive of the Acting Commissioner of State Lands and Attorneys, attached to the Chief State Solicitor's Office were all found to be forged. A report was made to the police and officers of the ACIB conducted extensive and painstaking inquiries supervised by their senior superintendent between July and October. Search warrants were executed at the homes of four people, which led to the seizure of certified copies of forged standard agricultural leases. Additionally, $146,200 was found and seized at the home of two of the suspects. (laughs) Oh, so they didn't know it was, no, they knew. They knew they were leasing out um, state lands. But here's the thing, um, O'Neill, they took it further. (laughs) They did better than the ones in Jamaica. (laughs) Them step up for them game. They actually registered... Them take it a little further. Them said, Jamaica, we're going to show you how you do this thing. <laughs> Lord help me. If you take bad things, make joke. So in Jamaica, we're just selling land, right? Not even giving titles. People get a receipt, right? But in Trinidad, they said, mm, we're going to tidy this up a little bit. We are going to <laughs> take documents and register with the registrar general office boy may i tell you 
scamming turn up 2.0 in trinidad do better folks do better our next set of stories out of jamaica businessman and spouse shot dead close to their home in clarendon a businessman and his spouse were shot and killed just meters from their home in clarendon on tuesday evening the deceased have been identified as 61 year old evan francis and 46 year old alicia francis reports from the police are that at about 5 30 p.m the couple arrived at their duke street tollgate home in separate vehicles Evan got out of his vehicle and proceeded to open the gate to their premises when gunmen pounced and opened fire at the couple before fleeing. Residents who heard the loud explosions came out to check and found the victims and alerted the police. This next story is a little disturbing and I'm thinking I'm going to, let me, let me wait a little, let me shift that one down. And the, the, the heading for this one is children aged. 15 to 17 years old, charged with 875 major crimes, 79 murders, and 175 rape incidents over the last four years. And that's what's happening in Jamaica. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit before I get to that one. Let me, it's, it's really disheartening that our youth are lost really lost so an update or additional information regarding the amnesty the two-week gun amnesty that starts on november 5th all right this is according to horace chang a two-week gun amnesty is set to take off on saturday november 5th and will remain in force until midnight saturday november 19th the House of Representatives on Tuesday approved a motion moved by Minister of National Security, Dr. Horace Chang, that gives effect to the amnesty. The amnesty was announced on the same day that the new Firearms Prohibition, Restriction and Regulation Act took effect. Chang had indicated on September 1 when he tabled the firearms bill for debate in the House that an amnesty would be announced as soon as the new law took effect. The new act will see stiffer penalties from a mandatory 15 years up to life imprisonment for those who run afoul of the law. Called the Firearms Prohibition Restriction and Regulation Amnesty Order 2022, Chang explained that it will allow persons who may be in possession of an illegal or unregistered firearm or ammunition the opportunity to surrender the weapon to the state without the fear of prosecution. The security minister encouraged persons who may be in possession of a firearm without criminal intent to make use of the amnesty. He noted that such persons may include an individual who may have inherited a firearm from a relative and have it locked away in a safe. Persons who have decided that they are no longer using their firearm, which would become illegal under the new legislation, should also make use of the amnesty. The object of this amnesty is to have those individuals surrender their firearms, said Chan. He also urged persons who have acquired a firearm illegally, but with no intent of committing an illegal act, to make use of the amnesty. He said any person who voluntarily surrender or disclose the location of any firearm or ammunition during the amnesty period shall not be charged with any offense relating to the illegal possession, custody, or control of the firearm or ammunition. 
However, once the amnesty expires, you can expect the full force of the law to apply to anyone who is found in possession of an illegal firearm or ammunition, he warned. Those wanting to make use of the amnesty may call the police, go to the nearest police station, or engage an attorney at law. Such persons may call several numbers which are listed in the order, including 811, to alert the police that they are coming in with an illegal firearm. If such a person is apprehended by the police on the way to the station, the call would have established a record that they are not just trying to pull the wool over the eyes of the police, Chang said. He noted that firearm amnesties are not unique to Jamaica and have been used successfully around the world to deal with gun crimes. <laughs> I do see hesitancy on the part of those who want to turn it in but are fearful that um, they may be linked to a crime. I do see it. I do hope that this two-week amnesty provision will be successful, though. I would say to those who have weapons in their possession, illegal weapons in their possession, and they may have committed a crime, I would say if you are fearful about turning it in yourself, have someone turn it in for you, or have someone call to say where the, the weapon can be picked up. You can turn your life around if you so choose to do. All right. We're going to take a quick break and do the wrap up for my listeners on futurefm.net and futurefm 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester and Mount Vernon. I'll be right back. Thank you to all the listeners who tune into Coffee on Dough, Coffee Into, on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to futurefm.net. This is Moments with me, signing off until next week, Thursday, when we meet again at 9 a.m. Eastern. I invite you, though, to continue listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Or log on to janoradio.com, J-A-H-K-N-O. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us on Clubhouse. The app is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. You can follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on tiktok moments with me media have a wonderful rest of your day and i'll see you next week Don't stay away, the voice of Phyllis Diller.
up in the Caribbean corner, we're going to talk about Slickiana's death. Cops capture person of interest. Dutch court continues Jack York's incarceration. Children aged 15 to 17 years of age charged with 875 major crimes. And we're also going to talk about Spice, not in a coma, says her booking agent. Oppressors are trying to keep me down Trying to drive me underground And they think that they have got the battle won I say forgive them Lord, they know not what they've done Cause as sure as the sun will shine I'm gonna get my share now, what's mine? And then the harder they come the listeners tuned in to qmzradio.com the quality music zone listening also on janoradio.com and thank you to everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views it is retro thursday hashtag tbt Throwback Thursday, music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s today. Just make it strong, bring it along. Just call it Fling It Way Back. Smash to the heart, family man. That's gonna buy you. You're listening to the voice of Nikki Thomas, the love of the common people. And she can. Right after this, we're gonna get back to the Caribbean corner. Common people, smash to the heart, family man. That's gonna buy you a dream to cling to.
to Caribbean Corner. Cops capture person of interest in Slikiana's death. The police have captured Rashane Chizzy Patterson, the person of interest in the killing of social media influencer Anika Slikiana Townsend. In a tweet early Wednesday, the Jamaica Constabulary Force said Patterson was arrested at a guest house in Hannibal shortly after 1 a.m. on Wednesday. He was listed as a person of interest shortly after Townsend's body was fished from the sea in Reading, St. James on October 21. However, despite being given time to report to the police, he did not show. So on Thursday, the police revealed that Patterson had indicated his intent to report to them on Thursday. The announcement was made by Deputy Commissioner of Police in Charge of the Crime and Security Portfolio Fitz Bailey at a police media briefing. At the time, Bailey described the investigations as being at a delicate stage but confirmed that a lawyer had reached out to him. What I will say to the public is that we are actively pursuing the matter. In fact, I can say this publicly, that an attorney reached out to me and indicated that he will take Patterson in on Thursday of this week. That was what the commissioner advised on Tuesday. However, Patterson was nabbed by the police in the wee hours of Wednesday morning, a day earlier than the attorney intended. The police reported that the body of 35-year-old Townsend was fished from the sea in Reading, St. James. The woman was positively identified as a social media influencer by a relative a day after the body was found. Investigators said her body was found in a semi-nude state with what appeared to be a wound to the head. But if the attorney said that they were going to turn him in, or he was going to turn himself in on Thursday. You don't wait for that day. You you go ahead and nab him the day before. I don't know. Is that how it works? Is it that they nabbed him just in case he tried to run? I don't know. But shouldn't they have, well, if you advise the, the attorney, the attorney more than likely is going to advise their client. I guess better safe than sorry. So um, let's see what happens, what he has to say about his alleged involvement. We're not saying he's involved right now. He is um, of great interest. All right. Our next story. Dutch court continues Jack Hure's incarceration trial likely for 2023. Authorities in the Netherlands confirmed to Loop News yesterday that following a pro forma hearing on November 1, a judge ruled to keep Jacure in detention. As a result of the ruling, Jacure, whose na- real name is Sikachur Alok or Alka, will continue serving a six-year sentence in the Never- Netherlands for attempted manslaughter. Unhappy that the court did not find Jacure guilty of attempted murder, and only attempted manslaughter, Netherlands authorities said previously that they lodged an appeal to the Court of Appeal to challenge the acquittal for attempted murder. Regarding the next court hearing, the authorities in the Netherlands revealed that there is another pro forma hearing planned for January 24, 2023, while the case is being prepared for the actual trial. As to where Jacure is being held up during this time and the conditions of the facility, 
A representative from the authorities in the Netherlands said, due to privacy law, I cannot disclose any information on the representation of the suspect or the specific facility or location where the suspect is incarcerated. I think they're (laughs) really trying to go after him. Is this karma? I don't know. I really don't know. But I will say he was given opportunity to correct his behavior. And we talk about emotional intelligence and conflict resolution skills. If it was your desire to settle the dispute amicably, reasonably, why did you go with a knife to meet the person in the town square? Why, would, why did you go with a knife? That, 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 to me, is not saying that you had good intentions. I'm sorry. And considering your history, yeah, um, as much as I love your music, Jack Cure, I think you need to sit still, just sit still, and think, reflect, and see how you are going to change how you react, how you respond, how you behave. Pay attention to your character. Make the necessary adjustments. You have a daughter who needs you. But are you a good example right now? We're too hot-headed. Quick for stab, quick for shoot, quick for kill, quick for injure. Entertainer Spice, not in a coma, says booking agent. Dance hall star Spice is not in a coma, according to her booking agent, Ray Alexander. She did not suffer a heart attack and she is not in a coma, Alexander told Loop News on Wednesday evening. The booking agent dispelled the rumors, which reportedly started with news that the summer-like-it singer had developed complications during a cosmetic medical procedure at an undisclosed medical facility in the Dominican Republic. Even Minister Marion Hall, the dancehall artist turned Christian, formerly known as Lady Saw and the former Queen of Dancehall, urged her followers to pray for the current Queen of Dancehall during a live stream on Wednesday. Despite Alexander insisting the comments are rumors, this would not be Spice's first time under the knife as she previously had cosmetic surgery in 2020. In November of that year, she shared a photo of her new designer body to her Instagram page. Cosmetic surgery enhances appearance for non-medical reasons, addressing physical features that can bring a person closer to their ideal body image. The entertainer, her real name, is Grace Hamilton. Just over two weeks ago, in a post on her Instagram page, the recording artist said she would be taking a break from social media, sharing that on October 17. No new posts have been made since to her Instagram account. In fact, if one checked her Instagram account, they would only see posts related to her latest album, Emancipated, which debuted at number seven on the Billboard Reggae Albums chart. 
Her debut album, 10, was nominated for Best Reggae Album last year. In recent years, Spice has expanded her brand beyond the confines of dancehall, co-starring in the VH1 reality series Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and championing her own clothing line, Gracie Noir. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. How much more surgery does she need? How much more surgery do all these women need? This is, it's astounding what some people are doing to their bodies, knowing the risk. It, 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 it's just, I don't, I don't even understand it. How these people body going to look when they in their casket? Years later, where all we supposed to see is dust and bone, we're going to be seeing bags and liquids and I, it, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. What else does she need done? The last time I watched the the reality show, she looked big enough to me unless she was trying to reduce it. I, I don't understand this. I really don't. It makes no sense at all. None. You know what, Javette? Self-esteem issues. At this point, I don't even think it's that. I think it's like a, a, a trend now for everybody to go get something done. But my thing is this. Why are you going to the Dominican Republic? If, and You know, I'm not knocking her while she's down. But what I'm talking about now is an overall trend, as you call it, because it is a trend. If your money is up and you can spend thousands of dollars on Louis Vuitton when you go shopping, thousands of dollars on Versace, thousands of dollars on Gucci, thousands of dollars on uh, Prada. If you can spend that millions of dollars on homes, why can't you spend thousands of dollars on your body and get it done right? Everybody run into the bloody Domin- Dominican Republic. Everybody. And everybody coming back botched the hell up. You look good for, th- for probably a year. And then after that, the areola around your boobs start spreading. Your boobs start looking disfigured. You have a gaping in between your boobs. Some of your boobs look so ridiculously rock hard. You get in these butts put in that everybody looks like a damn Build-A-Bear. All for what? For what? To enhance your figure? How are you enhancing it? And then you're honestly looking at the mirror and say, yes, my body set good. My steer good. My fix up, dolly body. To fit in clothes? To fit in clothing? Moments. In all honesty, the styles and the clothing that these women rock, I don't even really think they pay for it. I think they're walking billboards and they got a lot of it for free. And I don't think they have the money that they 
profess to have or it looks like they have. No, I'm thinking the same thing, Javette. <laughs> no, I'm thinking the same thing. Is it worth it? Let me tell you something. I'm not saying there are a few things I wouldn't like to fix on myself. The, a matter of fact, the only thing I want to fix on myself, if I were to go under the knife, is my stomach. Right? That's the only thing. But me, me, no baby love. If you can't hold my big tummy, keep it moving. Facts. Keep it moving. Because I'm not doing this for clothes. Me not do this for no man. Me not do this for get nobody look at me and say, girl, you look good because I, it, you're looking at plastic. Get your asses in the gym if you want to. You, you know you can go to the gym and build your butt, right? Squats. Tell them, Tasha. Squats. Lift that ass up if you have a big butt, but it's drooping. Get in the gym. What, you want a big butt if your man slap you upon it? That's it? If he can't slap your flat butt, well, he can keep it moving. We say we want a real man, but we fake as heck. I don't even know if the men can slap it now because, <laughs> again, like the the last time I watched it, one of the girls told her man not to smack her back there because it hurt. <laughs> so, I, I mean, now the men are losing out on touching places that's supposed to be something that make the woman look better. They can't even touch it because it hurt. So them can't touch your breasts. Them can't touch your bottom. Where them can't touch? What? <laughs> <laughs> hold on there, James. Hold on there. Hold your point. I'm going to go back to you real quick, James. The, the uh, what you call it, the people at the airport in Miami were disgusted because they have them out of wheelchair in a Miami airport sometimes with these people who are going to the Dominican Republic and coming back and them have fear what these women in great pain and my thing is this if you have to leave the dr two three days after getting your surgery you can't afford it you cannot afford it because if your money turn up and you have the money like you think you have it you stay your ass in the dr for a good what how many how long did it take for my c-section i was given eight weeks sit your ass down for a good three months you, you not have it you cannot afford it and then you're going to the dr getting your asses botched up, coming back to the States for another doctor to fix you. These people at the airport telling you how these women are leaking in the, the wheelchairs because the tubes are still in them. Them are leak. For what? For what? Go ahead, James. I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah, so... So, so not only, I heard not only that it, it's painful, but I've heard of um, situation where women will get slapped on their bum and it just stay in position, like it just sinking <laughs> and yeah. Yes, I know. I don't know. And you know, you know what's the worst thing with with this too? Um, a lot of the women that are doing it. When when you look at them, you're like. Some women would look at them and say, yo, I wish me have your body. Some, they, they look good. 
a lot of these women, when you look at um, Spice Dancer, young girl, and, and you see them, and you're looking at these girls, and you're like, these girls look good. And the but three of them going... get them body done. The three of them got their bodies yeah, done too. They're still going under the knife, and they look. It's like, you understand, you understand, okay, um, breast cancer, you, you, you have to do, um, cut off your breast and stuff like that. You understand that. You understand certain procedure, but some of these girls, like twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old girls, they look good. Spice, if you, if you put Spice picture when she do the ramping shop beside her picture now, night and day. Cause Spice wasn't Spice, not a, she's a beautiful woman, you know. But she I don't is know. beautiful. Oh gosh, I don't know. Like I, I think, I don't know. I think that then some of these people need to work on their minds. Enhance their mind and not them body. Like it's too much. But um, uh, who said it in the chat? Uh, MJ, didn't we learn from MJ? But even more recently from MJ, MK. How about Kanye's mother? She went under the knife and ended up dead. She was going in for a tummy tuck. <laughs> what is it gonna take for us to stop? killing ourselves and damaging our bodies and i agree i can't wait to see what they're gonna look like in 15 years from now miss me i agree with you because once you start you can't stop good morning can you hear me Mom? yes Rosola. Good, good morning how are you this morning my voice is better if that's better but um, i'm feeling better thank you for asking but i just wanted to say i think you were about to say it just now sometimes when they start it becomes an addiction and um I've, i live here in the a and i see it happening all the time where they just continuously go back um we're confused now between male and female the surgery is so good so um sometimes i think with the spices and certain people it's, there's an addiction they just have to keep on especially with her being an entertainment and um being on television she may say that she's fully confident in herself and she doesn't listen to what anyone has to say and the media is not you know um the media is not encouraging her to do what she's doing but sometimes i think it's addicting and she because spice is in the media i think she lives and in, she's involved with a crew of people that are all um have all had cosmetic surgery the entire love and hip-hop crew the entire crew so um I think you have to give them some grace and pray for them too because we don't want spice to go down this road and she's clearly going down it because she doesn't get any more surgery but sometimes we have to it, i don't want to bring up the mental piece but sometimes i do believe it is an addiction it, we have to bring it up unfortunately rosola we have to bring up the mental aspect we have to Remember the days when we used to talk about women getting nose jobs and like, oh my gosh. And then it went from nose jobs to lip fillers. And then mm -hmm. it went, became the eyes. And there was a time when these alterations were done strictly or mostly by Caucasian women because they were trying to understand why is it that at 35, them look like 65 and them can't look like a 35-year-old black woman. Right, even a fifty-year-old black woman or a sixty-year-old black woman, because y'all are some seventy-year-old black woman who have not a wrinkle in them face. So they were getting these injections to um take out the crow's feet from around their eyes and their lips, and you know try to take what you call it, lift 
they, they do the lift from the behind the air where they lift up the face because they're drooping underneath the neck and they're trying to look younger because they envied black people so much now we envy our damn selves but i think if we realize that what they were doing was to be more like us because we have the fuller lips and the thicker lips and the chin. If if we if they realized that, if black people realized why white people were getting these enhancements, maybe we would make us think and appreciate what we have. Because I want a bigger butt too, but I'm squatting my life away. I'm squatting my life away. You understand? <laughs> I want I want I want I want to remove the grab that has taken over in my chest as well. But I'm not going under the knife to do that. I'm going to do some arm lifts and whatever it takes and exercise in this house till I lose my mind. But I just I'm not going to go under the knife to enhance anything. I really am not gonna do that. I grew up with a family of women that are absolutely beautiful. They've aged gracefully and I just wanna, you know, be a part of that. I do what my aunt and my mom did. Olive oil puns cream uh you know what i mean I do what they did i do what they did you know so i i think it's unfortunate um because it's not only spice we have a lot of women that are doing this in our in our community a lot of women and one they can't afford it i won't even get into that piece but yeah we have a lot of women that are yeah. doing this thank you rosolo tasha we're waiting on this month's challenge please and thank you not rushing you not putting any pressure on you, but oh, we're God. waiting on this month's challenge. Thank you. Oh, so, God. <laughs> I think she overdid it, or maybe she gained too much weight. What What I do know is that you have to maintain your designer body, diet, gym, etc. Um, yeah, and they don't. Easy fix, more surgery. I know people who have done surgery, who have had to, they did the surgery. Um, they have a bigger scar than I have for a C-section. The scar is from east to west, all across the stomach. Um, and they put the weight right back on because they have not changed their lifestyle. They haven't changed it. So what was the point? Now, for those who put in breast implants, you know some people have to be taking them out now, right? Because every couple of years, you have to change them. So if you can't change them like a pair, change it afford to change them like how you change your shoes stop you know who looks ridiculous to me right now cardi b she must have gone back under the knife recently because the waist looks extra small it looks even smaller in proportion to this ginormous behind and hips big gonna do stop it what about Lil Kim? I just put it. Oh in. Jesus! Yeah. Not even about a goddess. She changed. She, she changed. Um, I don't even know who she is. She went from black to Asian. She went from black to Asian through her surgeries. I'm sorry. I'm gonna mute my voices and and me shut up. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> She's a different person. Told and, and and the thing is this: they don't want you to talk about them. But babes, you you do it to yourself and you're on public display. When she's on stage doing it. Do, do, the, the, the dance i'm like please don't fall over and you have daughters ladies you have daughters what are you saying to your daughters woman you're telling your daughters that you're not happy with who you are and you could change yourself so you can't tell your daughter if you love herself the way she is because then that makes you a hypocrite 
You think your children aren't seeing all of this? You think they aren't looking and saying, well, if mommy does it, why can't I do it? You have women doing things like cutting off the labia off of the external of their vagina. That you know that part that looks like an orchid. I like to call it an orchid. Yes, them are cut it off mm-hmm. now because them want design a vagina. Stop, <laughs> stop it. Stop I'm not it. lying. Moments, no, next story. Next story, moments. Next story. <laughs> said, stop it. Ouch. Like the men say when you talk about their privates. Ouch. <laughs> them want design a vagina. They don't understand the labia is there for a purpose. Something is totally so. If a man, wa- you know, I forgot I'm on air. I was about to say something. I can't say it on air. I can't. I can't. I can't. I think y'all know where I'm going now. If a man want look, <laughs> is that what the men want? Labia less vaginas. Put in your AirPods and cock up your children' ears right now. Don't do it. Don't do it, moments. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't I, do I am it. hurting for our woman. Hurting. Yes, people are doing labiaplasties. Women are doing labiaplasties. Then you have some women who are getting the fillers in their vaginas, the lips of their vaginas. You sit down there. Yes, them doing that too because them want to when them put on them tights, them look like them come from Buff Bay. Moment, stop. Moment, please. No, no, Rosola, I have to talk about it because, and men need to hear about this too. We have a problem. It's an epidemic or a pandemic, or which one? Of insurmountable proportions. It's happening. So when you see a girl in our tights and say, yes, girl come from Buff Bay, you really don't know if it's natural or not. Are we so influenced by social media, the fake life of social media? What we see in magazines? We're not okay being unique we're not okay being one of a kind we all want to look like we come off of a conveyor belt is that what we want where everybody have the shape looking like a cardboard box put together because that's how you start to look after time Just to be able to wear the skimpiest of clothing. Well, guess what? Just take off in a clothes and walk. Just take off in a clothes and walk. Just take off in a clothes and walk. Or find somewhere to go where... where, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, Sonette. People paying for camel toes. That's it. (laughs) Uh, But here's the thing. When they do these surgeries and they are contouring irregularities, 
Those irregularities are so obvious and can be seen right through the clothes. Black people all are inject their lips. But the backside are not. What to know? Do you know what's in the, those injections? Poison. The white person spending money to look like the black person. The black person paying money to look like the white person that paid the money to look like the black person. <laughs> you know you say you know you say that out loud and it's so ridiculous. What you just said. People really need to like you you need to repeat what you just said. It's so ridiculous. White people paying to look like black people and black people paying to look like white people who paid to look like black people. Me don't care who want bex with me. Me not give a damn who want to be bex at me and say me can't go and talk. I know probably I say me can't afford it. That's why I'm sitting there talk. When I probably say me, when I probably sit down there and say yeah, me fat. Yes, me fat and me love it. What me I got about it? Yes, me belly not flat. What I got about it? Me for go and knife for please you for shut you up. No baby, a four pit me have me go along with my big belly. Mm -hmm. I last one mess me up still. I'm still a cuss him and him father. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's my fault. Laziness. Laziness. In my mind, I'm a workout queen. <laughs> Actually, moments, it is not your fault because... As a woman, when you reach a certain age, it doesn't matter how much exercising you're doing. It doesn't matter how much plastic surgery you're having. Our hormones and our bodies will, our, our hormones will adjust our bodies. Mm -hmm. I have friends that have done the surgery. They work out like crazy and they're still gaining weight back in certain areas. Now, being lazy is one thing, but when you see it, when you have people that are still working out, still have the surgery, and still having issues with their bodies, it's just the way it is. We want people to accept us and love us when we don't even accept and love ourselves. For these young children, and I'm calling them children between the ages of 16 to 24. Woman, you haven't had a child yet. Do you know that your body changes once you have a child? And as you get older, your body changes. You ever notice some women who that childless, they're like, oh, them look like them need like a cornmeal porridge with coconut milk and thing in it. And then after they have a child, you're like, damn, where did these hips come from? Allow your bodies to flourish naturally first, please. And if you can't accept your body how it is, how God made you, I will say to you, get the right help. If you are going to do surgery, if you're going to go under the knife, Get your coins up. 
so that you can rest and recover the right way. Do not get botched up. Because some of you get the surgery, put on certain clothes, and then, God forbid if we see you out your clothes, y'all look jack the hell up. Too much money. Some of them never have the money, Marlon. Brock like a dog. Some of them don't have the money, Marlon. Some of them don't have the money. There are, there are quite a few here in Atlanta that don't have the money, male and female. Uh, Males trying to look like females and females trying to look like God knows what. <laughs> Even in the UK, you've got grown women going back to university to get um, university grants so they can go and get their body done. They have no intention of fulfilling the, the course. Hold on, Ms. Mead. Let me see if I heard you right. In the UK, young ladies going back to university to get the money, the loans, the student loans, and then use right. the money to go get their bodies done? Correct. With no intention of fulfilling the course. That's it. That, I'm done. I'm done. I am done. What on God's green earth is going on? Well, uh, um, at the end of the day, I hope Spice have a receipt to show what she did. Because she showed a receipt for everybody else. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy, Marlon. Have some compassion. Have some grace for grace. Please, please give grace some grace. Yes, the teeth trend is another one. You ever see some people teeth and them out? Their teeth look like Fidanki. Can't close them out. We can name them. We can name them. <laughs> Can I start naming some? <laughs> no, put them in the chat. Put it in the no, chat. Since I'm already angry with me, we can name Mr. Hype. Mr. Hype might look like a goat. Mr. Hype. <laughs> They're getting these veneers that make their teeth look like goat teeth in their mouth or donkey teeth. I went them smell. It's like their mouth can't lock. And the teeth, them white like snow. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> your complexion usually determines the, the color of your teeth. You know that, right? The darker you are, the whiter your teeth are. I, I don't, I, I'm, this is an observation, and I'm not saying it's scientific, but it's my observation. I've never had pearly white teeth, probably as a baby. But once my um, permanence came in, they were never pearly white. So I will never go and bleach my teeth. I'm not going to do it. Because what's going to happen is when I smile, they're going to be like, hold on, a false teeth them there or a fair teeth that. The darker you are, the whiter your teeth are. You know that? That's what I've observed. And yes, we look at them and say, oh my gosh, I wish my teeth were so beautiful. Javette, I want your teeth. Now, I don't think my teeth are white. Can we stop with the veneer trend? The teeth trend. <laughs> they look like, they like, what they look like, Shrek. Uh, what a donkey name, donkey. That's how you use on the donkey. Or whoever saw the commercial <laughs> with the dogs, with the dentures. That's how y'all looking around here. And 
then the next trend, oh God, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. The next trend is the braces trend. Everybody want braces now. Nothing wrong with the mountain, but everybody want braces. And some of them can't even go back every month to get the braces tightened. I remember when they used to tease me in high school. I know, I know it's a trend. <laughs> I think the braces thing, I'm not so mad at. It's it's a it's actually a way that's taking time to to um, straighten the teeth they want to straighten and and for a lot of people they couldn't their parents when they were children if they were poor could not afford to straighten their teeth so for some that that one I'm not so um, so mad at I know I was one of the, those adults who got braces I didn't end up getting braces I got Invisalign because I didn't want to wear those things on my teeth as an adult because my parents when I was a young person with with a buck teeth and an overbite. They couldn't fix it. So I'm not too mad about it. Um, not those sonnets. Not those sonnets. You have Tell people with perfect you have people with perfect teeth. And they're going to get braces because they want it's called designer braces. Wait, wait, what? Okay. Okay, I'm wrong. I apologize. I step <laughs> take that back. People getting designer braces. Okay. What okay. does it do for them? Check out the dance hall scene in Jamaica. Everybody having braces oh. now. And what they want is to be able to change the rubber band colors around their teeth. It's a trend. Are you kidding me? They're not even going to an orthodontist. Some of them are getting them to buy them friend. Let me tell you something, man. Okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> Another thing Vibes Cartel started. Yep. So you have some of them in the dance. Them can't come out at daytime, you know? Because son will kill them. Or if they come out, they have to cover up themselves. Because they bleach out so much. So they have the bleach out face. They lip them um, dark colored lips. Some of them lips literally black like asphalt. And then them having the designer braces. And I'm like, ah, I can't look like kidney pearl. Yes. We are messed up. And them can't afford to go orthodentist to get the teeth them tightened. They can't. Yes, sonnet. A designer braces are the trend too. Not because they need it to fix their teeth genuinely. No, them just wants them in a braces. I have money. Yeah. Don't forget the tattooing as well. Oh, Lord Jesus. That's And some of them don't need to have a tattoo. I tell you. Can't do nothing for them. But they will call me a hater. I'm hating on them. No, baby, I'm not hating on anybody. Do you? Do you, boo? Anybody ever heard the excuse that some of them uh, make that they're bleaching so they could show their tattoos more? Oh, what they mumma? Oh, I'm on air, sorry. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Lord help me, Jesus. Tap the case and give me the pillow. Aren't we lost? Aren't we lost? Yo, Dre, that's the power of Vibes Cartel. He's the first one to use that excuse. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
for those of you who are considering getting surgery, making changes, um, let me ask you a question. I mean, no, somebody going to slap me. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here for it. I can take it. You pay rent or you pay mortgage? Let that sink in for a second. Can you go without having to call up a man for money for pay your bills? Let that sink in for a second. Moments there, men paying for the surgeries. And still go pick up a natural woman on the side. <laughs> From the box. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> yes. Wow. So if a man you do it for, you don't love yourself. For man, you do it for one man who I got to take up one next woman because he can't take it for your thing. Do you know that there are many men laughing at you, woman? There are many men laughing. If you listen to some men talk, you if you're doing it for a man, you'd stop it. You would stop it. I like me now. Kununga do my bottom. Jesus help me. I need deliverance. Pray for me, y'all. My mind ain't right. Before you all decide to go under the knife, I'm going to ask you one favor. Please seek therapy. Get to the bottom of the... And I'm not talking about those surgeries that are reconstructive where you may have had an accident or you probably had a mastectomy or a double mastectomy i'm not talking about those i'm talking about people who are going under the knife to cut away fat and to move put fat in at the bottom cut them one big bottom so that when them <laughs> seek therapy first please speak with a therapist before you go under the knife and the reason, too, a lot of people are going overseas to get the surgeries, money is not the only issue. But understand that the other issue is that they have been denied service here in the U.S. There are doctors who say they are not doing it because X, Y, Z. And because you are not happy with the doctor. You see that word? No, I think Marlon spoke about that word. No, it's a very powerful word. You see the word no? It takes us to places. Right? How dare you tell us no? And then what you do is you go overseas. Or you find the chop shops. Oh, yes, the chop shops are here in Miami where you can go into someone's garage and get your butt done. Right? You do that because the doctor, board certified doctor, do them tests and this and this and say, you are not a candidate. It is not necessary for you to do this. But you know why I hear the word? No. Right? Stop. Listen. And then the other thing is, do you know that a dentist can perform plastic surgery on you? You know that? Did you know that? Yeah. 
Nope. Okay, then. A dentist can perform a plastic... He's a doctor. Board certified, isn't he? It came out a couple years ago in the news. I was like, what? I learned that and it, I never forgot. There are dentists doing plastic surgeries. Ladies, gentlemen, stop. Go to therapy before you go. If the doctor tell you no, take the no and save your life. Save your body. Please save yourselves. <laughs> That's right, Javette. <laughs> Check the chat, my clubhouse folks. <laughs> oh boy. We pray for um Spice that she will recover um and heal. And stop. Heal and stop. Um, I'll say this before moving on. I listened to the prayer that um Lady Saul prayed. And Megabashar feet. How are you praying for someone? <clears throat> But for someone's recovery, for someone's healing and restoration, acknowledging the fact that she's a mother, a sister, a friend. And in the midst of the prayer for healing, kind of remind me of some of these charismatic churches. They might pray for you, but they might bring up all of the bad things in the prayer. Is that how you pray, Really? Even though you're, while you're there praying for her recovery, her healing. Before you even ask God for the healing, in the prayer, you are going to bring up the altercations you have had. <laughs> Is that a sincere prayer? Is that how you pray? Javet, all do you did tell life for me, and all do you did walk and spread propaganda down me. May I beg God for heal you. Is that a prayer? Me tell us something. Careful who not ask to pray for in our life. You hear me telling you? Because some prayer now go further than the cloud. Facts. I don't want everybody praying for me. You, you know what I thought when I saw that video with her? Oh, you saw it, James? Yep. Like, I'm saying, like, it's so sad because Lady Saw became a Christian and lose her way. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Because um, for anybody who know Lady Saw as a dancehall artist, one of the nicest person you can ever find. She's not a loud person in person. Like, it's almost like she, when she go on stage, she transform into something different. If you meet her in person and you talk to her, she's a very sweet person, very nice, very soft-spoken and everything. Like I told you yesterday that she adopted, um, I think about three or four kids. Um, she's, she's a very nice person. And when she became a Christian, this vulgar side came out and it just... It just seemed like it's a it's a act like it's it's almost equivalent to her being on stage 
So every time she's on Facebook and she's praying and she's preaching, it seems like it's a act. And it just, it, it don't look good. And when I saw that prayer, I, I just shake my head and I'm like, if you really, like, you don't have to come on Facebook and or Facebook Live or whatever. Stay inside your house, kneel on your bed if you're really genuine about it and pray. And then in the midst of it, she's like, oh, so some people are going to say, I look hype. I mean, I look this, I mean, I look that. But my genuinely, I'm, I'm like, that's not necessary. So it's so sad. Become a Christian and then lose your way. That's exactly how I felt. Exactly, James. I agree with you. I was not impressed. Go in your closet and pray for her. And let your prayer be sincere. Let your prayer be sincere. You don't need to pray and look hype. Because I got hype that, that I hype. That's not a genuine prayer. Sorry. Rent my handy husband. Business is booming. <laughs> Marlon, I'm going to rent you out. <laughs> it's a business, folks. Rent my handy husband. Business is booming. A UK wife decides to rent out her partner to do odd jobs for forty pounds an hour. Is that good money in, in um? In... Yes. <laughs> Let's go. I need something fixed. Send him over and tell him to wear um, some really nice shirt and jeans. I don't want to see the crap, but I want to see the whole formation. Okay. Could we kiss this thing at least? <laughs> Okay, let me get to the story. You know, what? so that we're gonna behave ourselves. A woman in Milton Keynes, is it Keynes, England, <laughs> who, <Yeah>. de <laughs> who decided to rent out her husband to other women to do odd jobs for forty pounds a time, said business is booming, and he is. Fully booked four weeks. Mom of three, Laura Young, 38, got the idea from a podcast describing how a man was making a living putting together flat back furniture for other people. She advertised on Facebook and the Next Door app, boasting of husband James's, James is sure, are you this James? General DIY painting, decorating, tiling, and carpet laying skills in June. Expecting she might get a few giggles. The 42-year-old had his first client in a day and was soon working six days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. He has been forced to turn down jobs and rent my handy husband is now fully booked until mid-November. Jobs include helping with putting up a TV or curtains or rebuilding a wall and he is available to hire to anyone who needs help men and women while james handles the labor side of things laura works on running the social accounts and website the business has been more successful than the couple could have imagined the savvy couple have added a new service for the christmas period offering installations of festive lights both inside and outside laura said i never expected it to take off as much as it has We've only been going four months and it got to a point where there was so much work coming in that James was working six days a week. We've had to start turning jobs down and reduce our hours. So now we do Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We had our 
own building plans that we haven't even started as we've just been so busy. We booked our first job for January too. Hold on, let me calculate that because uh, Marlon, get ready. Pack your bags. You're going to London. You're going to cook. That's what you're going there to do. Cook. <laughs> Can we rent out our husbands? Um, yeah, I'm signing up for the rental husband program. He don't have to go overseas. I'm sure there's many women in the United States that need him. Okay, right many. <laughs> me, me for one. Okay, because I've been waiting two months for my cousin-in-law to come put my TV on the wall. Oh, Jesus, a dead. It's a brilliant idea, y'all. I no, think it's in all seriousness. Forget about the fact that I was only joking about some sexy man. I don't. He don't need to be sexy. He can do things, and hopefully he has some sort of license. But that's a brilliant idea. I think so, too. And I'm being dead ass because, Sinead, 40 Okay. In the UK, it's a job. 40 pounds. It's a pound. it's, yeah, it's a job. It's a, yeah, $40 a job. I thought he, At first, I thought you said 40 pounds an no, hour. No, hold on. Let me go back. Per job. No, no, no. It says UK wife decides to rent out her partner to do odd jobs at 40 pounds an hour. Oh, so non-taxable, non-taxable. So he can make 320 pounds a day, which is what they're doing now. 320 pounds a day times that by five days a week. That's 1600 pounds a week. Uh, Marlon, uh, what, oh, Jesus have mercy. Okay. Um, mo <laughs> moments. Yes. The only, the only, <clears throat> the only thing I see wrong with the story. What? Is that she's turning down work there are a lot of other james out there she could get another husband and you know and have more than one james going out at a time that is true no, Tina. can't no, turn no, down money james, first time i'm agree with you yes <laughs> so that that is so that's the first time i agree with you but that's a damn good idea james that's a damn good idea yeah uh, Marlon, um, you're a great cook. You're a great cook. So we're going to have you go out and do breakfast. You know, do some dumpling, fried dumpling, and, you know, do some roast bread fruit and all of them things for the people then. Right? Some, yeah, curry chicken. Oh, yeah. One thing, though, moment. We're going to need security because we know women, right? Yes. After a while, you know women, right? Oh, yes. So you're going to need security. And that's all I'm going to say. Everybody else can use their imagination for Oh, that yes. <laughs> you know, I was laughing when I was reading the article where... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, gosh. The part about installations of festive lights both inside and outside <laughs> chief chief say my quitting job <laughs> oh gosh oh lord you know what I'm you know what i want to take back i think don't bring another husband because that will then tarnish the job the job is then going to become a consultant firm that you're hired you're sending out men to work if it's just your husband then that's it it's not like a huge business you know it becomes a business otherwise because you then have to send out other ta other employees you don't have employees this one you have a spouse who just happens to be quite handy and is a diy so that's only take that one part back <laughs> keep it small 
because then you have less eyes on it too because then you have to register with the um with the government and all the other stuff and then we have to have contractor license and all that nonsense but you send your husband out to do the work it's just your husband doing friend doing favors for your friends and the, the government don't have to know about it you just send your cash app or whatever yeah i'm done though yeah yes annette no cash <laughs> cash app is looking at tax and money now so you're going to have to do it another way okay so chief said i just walked off the job lol got plans um chief also said monthly premium plan <laughs> miss me sir plus him well tired when him get home so that's a win-win <laughs> marlon okay so here's the thing marlon Eight, I'm going to say $80 an hour. That is um, $640 a day. That's $3,200 a week. And oh, times 52, you're going out every week, baby. That's $166,400 a year. Say, I won't have to do OnlyFans. Thank you. Go ahead, Javette. <laughs> Javette. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you and that OnlyFans. I didn't know I was off mic. Yes, me and my OnlyFans in my mind. Chef, chef, chief said, but if he cooks in his boxes, it's extra funny. I'm done. Mommy and Susie, allowed to accept tips? Hell yeah. Wait, those tips have to be negotiable. It depends on the tips. Chief, come off your mic. Let's see if we can hear your voice. <laughs> Nothing less than 20%. Sorry. <sighs> oh, jeez. Uh, you know what? You know, we here laughing. I guarantee you there is a wife listening right now and a husband listening right now thinking, Hollande, Christmas has come. We got to buy gifts for these kids, possibly grandkids. Uh, I got to buy you a gift. We probably want to take a trip. You know, I'm going to do this. I guarantee you right now. We're here I'm laughing. I'm wondering how I can birch this to my other half. I'm <laughs> seeing if it can work in time for Christmas. <laughs> Virginia, I'm trying. I'm trying to catch my breath. This is this. No. Um, on the sit-on day, I'm really thinking about this. Mm -hmm. You need your car washed. You need me to take it to the car wash. You need me to take your vehicle to get it serviced. Don't worry. I'll come pick your vehicle up for you. You relax. I'll drop you off wherever you need to go. Go service the vehicle. Come back, get you. That's another service we could offer, right? Yeah. You need me to take you anywhere? You forget about Uber. You don't need that. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I'll take care of you. Oh, yeah. Need me to take you to get your nails done? Sure. Need me to go no, shopping? That's when huh? <laughs> me just, no, 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 take no. Take a liking to him. <laughs> Listen, I'm a mother. May I take both? 
What about uh, shopping? Because he will let Marlon will let you know if something looks good on you or not. So take take her shopping, take them shopping. Okay, ladies, we're going shopping. So I'll be your personal stylist as well. Listen, man, listen, missing money right now. Yeah, I ain't got to do OnlyFans again. That's too personal. No, too personal? No. Too personal, no. But what if it's triple the money? Then he becomes a man Friday. Okay. <laughs> Chief said, forget Christmas. We're going to Dubai, Africa, and the Caribbean. And his Dave Chappelle voice, I'm rich. Okay, let's get serious for a second now. This is really a sad story. But let me take a quick break so I can get by. Because I'm going to laugh. And I can't laugh when it's a serious story. All right, so um, let me take a quick break. Forward! March! All the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, log on to QMZRadio.com. For good music to get you through your day. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you. 
tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. Tune in for Musical Jars with DJ Reds. But before that, we have Blitz Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern with Lenkimatic. And then at 4 p.m. it is Takeover Thursday with DJ Indu. up next Monday on Days After Dark, Real Relationship Talk. It's part two. Is your love real or fake? And that is 10 p.m. Eastern on JohnOradio.com, QMZRadio.com, and the discussion, of course, happens on Clubhouse. Retro Thursday hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. Today is really flingback Thursday. Can we going way back? Playing music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's a Thursday, but it sure feels like a Sunday listening to these songs. You're listening to the Melodians, Sweet Sensation.
Talala bam 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 indeed as we are now going to talk about children aged 15 to 17 charged with 875 major crimes and that is according to the commissioner of police in Jamaica. Kids have been slapped with 79 murders, 175 rape incidents among other serious offenses. In what police are describing as particularly troubling Children between ages 15 and 17 have been charged with 875 major crimes over the last four years. This was disclosed by Police Commissioner Major General Anthony Anderson at the JCF's monthly media briefing on Tuesday. In recent weeks, we've been dissecting the crime figures and looking more closely at both perpetrators and victims. When we examine children as the perpetrators of major crimes, some concerns begin to emerge, Anderson pointed out. He noted that though a child by definition is a person below the age of 18 years, most of the perpetrators in this category are between 15 and 17 years old. For the four-year period of 2019 to present, children have been slapped with 79 murder charges and 66 shooting charges. A total of 175 children have been charged with rape over the period. There have been 256 charges for breaches of the Firearm Act, 175 charges for break-ins, 89 for robbery, and 65 for aggravated assault. These individuals, if we do not act collectively, are getting into an early career of violence and crime. We're bringing this to the nation's attention because as a society, we have to decide how we are going to save them, stated Anderson. In furtherance of that point, the commissioner explained that as a constabulary, they also took the initiative of informing the nation relative to these trends associated with the pandemic of violence impacting our country to demand collective responsibility and action if we are to make a sustained change in behavior. He added that we have a responsibility to investigate every crime, but there are some that are particularly troubling. Despite the troubling trend relative to children, Anderson reminded that the police have formed various 
early intervention strategies through its Community Safety and Security Branch, the CSSB, and programs such as the Police Youth Clubs. He advised as well of the police's collaborative efforts with the Education and Youth Ministry and its Safe Schools program. However, we all must take this matter, children as perpetrators of crime, more seriously. The pandemic of violence is affecting our children. They are not merely innocent victims of violence. In far too many instances, children and adolescents are actually the perpetrators themselves. The top law enforcer also stressed the importance of all institutions of society being vigilant towards the issues and engage in early surveillance of children in the home, school, or elsewhere to identify the early signs of violent tendencies. This is troubling. This is troubling. And I'm going to go over the, the, the breakdown again. In the last four years, children aged 15 to 17 have been charged with 875 major crimes, of which 175 have been charged with rape. What the backside? 15 to 17 years old are rape people? How do they explain that? What could cause them to want to rape somebody at that age? 256 charges for breaches of the Firearms Act. 15 to 17. 175 for break-ins. A broken up people house our business. 89 for robbery. And 65 for aggravated assault. And these are the numbers that are reported. So I'm sure the numbers aren't right. All right? Give or take. And I want to say give. 15 to 17 years old. What are we going to do collectively to change the trajectory of their lives? What are solutions, possible solutions? We may come up with a myriad of them, but I like the three-point approach where you start with three and once we have mastered those three, we move on to another three. But something needs to happen. We spoke about it yesterday. Well, here again, we have to talk about it again. And the news is not limited to Jamaica, as we can see. We are here in the U.S. We have access to what's going on. And the accessibility is helping to shape the decisions of leaders in other countries as it relates to tourism. We spoke about it yesterday. We need to clean up. Get a grip. 15 to 17 years old. And I'm, I'm stuck on, the, on those ages. Overexposure, I agree, Miss Me. Overexposure to things that they have no business seeing due to social media. But there's another issue too. 
and I've said this before, we're more interested in being friends than being parents. And because we're more interested in being friends versus being parents, we have them in a big people conversation. I hear some things with them that have no business fear here. So they think they're grown too. And they're going to act accordingly because you can't act to them because you made them privy to the very things they had no business being privy to. Call me old-fashioned. I don't care about putting in one of them time and place. If grown adults are sitting around and having grown-ass conversations that are not suitable for children, why you have them hitch up there? You have children sitting in the presence of people smoking and a pass cigarette, get them. So what you think is going to happen? They're going to end up being smokers too. Not necessarily, but there are the chances are. We say children having children, but children having children are gone from Bible times because Mary was 14 years old when she had Jesus. So that's not new. Children been having children. Let me speak the Queen's English. Children have been, have, have been having children. It's nothing new. Displacement of moral values. Out the window. Who has morals anymore? Is, is it worth it anymore? Yes, it is. But everybody needs to go back and find their moral compass. Parents, stop abandoning, abandoning your children. And abandoning your children does not necessarily mean that you're dropping them off at a hospital or a children's home or leaving them with a family member so you can go live your life. It's actually being there, but not having conversation with them. You don't know them. Not talking to them about values. Not talking to them about their goals and their visions. And seeing with how we can come up with a plan to help them accomplish their goals and their dreams. Just as that young lady who graduated from university with second class honors raised by a single mom who chose to do the right thing to sell crab and soup to fund her child's education. Just as you have those who will till the soil, wash clothes, sell in the markets, peddle whatever they can so that their children will have a better opportunity It's time for us to stop making excuses and find solutions. It's time for us to stop making excuses and find solutions. Because when we keep finding excuses or keep presenting excuses for the behavior, what we are doing is excusing the behavior and telling them, oh, I understand, I'm going the way I do. No. And I think that's where we can start. Stop making excuses. 
very well people might say oh you can talk because you're not live it you don't know what i've lived you don't know what my husband has lived you don't know what other people who are saying it have lived 15 to 17 years old rape now what could possibly be the the instigating factor that would make a child get up and say me go rape smart it today is it you wanting to sleep with a young girl young lady and she tells you no that word no we have a problem with the word no don't we is it because you're trying to earn your stripes to, for gang affiliation or if you say you're gallus, I don't. Who came up with this ideology that the more women you sleep with, the more of a gallus and the more respected you are? So you're gonna start take it anyhow you get it. What's the song? So it's from our decade that we like. Um, forget you tonight. Yeah, me serious. May I forget you tonight? Yeah, I think that's a butcher song, right? Yeah, butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? You hear in the song say a girl can't tell you no anyway you go get the girl at this so yeah, take it. Or is it because we're hearing the songs about dungina ya, dungina ya, dungina ya, chuotan? You are the music is so over-sexualized and you're listening to it and fantasizing and saying, no, man, I forgot to try this. That you think it's okay to encroach and take what was not given to you. What are 256 children doing with firearms? Well, 256 charges for breaches of the firearms act so i'm gonna say 256 children that were caught the adults that are using these children to carry out the, their acts shame on you so because you're down you're going to bring others down with you because you have lost hope you want others to lose hope too Because you are a coward, you use children to carry out your dotty at them. You send 175 children to break into people's properties. And for the parents who see their children come home with the spoils, you don't question your children. Oh, no, you don't. You just say, boy, I'm hungry. So, yeah, where I get the rest? And boy, I want to say, I'm broken now. Mr. Chin shop down the road, you know. All right, Mr. I'm going to rice, yeah, man. Come on, hungry. So, you will sell out your child for a 50-pound bag of rice. You will put him right up there on the firing range for 50 pounds of rice because I'm going to end up dead. Anomia says so. It's what history has dictated. 
You live a life of crime. You got dead a life, not the life of crime. Unless you make a concerted effort to change. You have to want to change. I can't change you. You have to want the change. I can talk to you about change. I can sell you the benefits about change. But ultimately, that desire is internal. It's never going to be easy. Probably there are going to be hungry nights, lonely nights, tossing and turning. It's like you're um, coming off of drugs. What do you call that? Withdrawal period. It can be done, but you have to want it. Is that what you want? That's the life you want. Because statistics has shown that many of these people don't live even past If they make it to 30, God has a plan, purpose for them. They don't make it to even 35. So these 15 and 17-year-olds, when they're raping, 15 to 17-year-olds, when they're raping young girls, are they impregnating them? And then we have what? A broken cycle. Because in Jamaica, and I'm not saying this, just pulling it out of the air, I'm saying it based on observation and what an onlooker may want to feel. It's, a, it's a, oh, the most horrendous thing to have an abortion, but it's celebrated to murder. You will hide a murderer. But God forbid if somebody go take, do an abortion. Where your cemetery? That's what we do, right? Regardless of how the person was impregnated, if they were raped. Enough girl, enough girl in a bungalow. I guess, Percy, I guess. That's the mentality. I don't know. Am I the only one who thinks this is disturbing? Am I the only one who thinks this is alarming? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Fifteen and seventeen years old. I'm looking at my fifteen and seventeen year old. And I would never want them caught up in that life. I wouldn't want my twenty-three and my twenty-four soon turn twenty soon turn twenty-five. Lord Gally, I get out. Caught up in that life either. I wouldn't want that. I don't want it for anybody's child. How is it I don't want it for your child, but you are okay with it for yours? That makes sense. Does where you come from have to be the excuse for your behavior? Does it make you susceptible? Probable. But does it have to be the outcome?
does it have to be the outcome? No, it don't. A lot of us want them to use where we, where we come from to say that's why I'm that way. A lot of us use seeing my mom or my dad abuse somebody and say that's why I do this. We all have a choice. You don't have to do what you seen because we know right from wrong. But all of us trying to use things what we have seen and say this is why I did this. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do what you have seen. You know, the abuse and the hurt and uh, whatever. So I'm speaking from my experience, where I came from. So I know. I'm not just speaking. I know what I'm speak talking about. So you don't have to do what you see. You know, you have to train yourself and train your mind to get out of a certain situation. And we need to, you know, parents, we have to stop and we have to, I don't know, do something with our kids. You know, uncles, aunts, whatever you are, we need to grab them and do something. Yes, the kids may be rowdy. The kids want to threaten to kill you, whatever they, whatever the kids want to do to you because some of these kids are very vicious. I know that. But we have to do something. You know, it's, it's I don't know. I really don't know what to say anymore. I talk about this almost once a month or once every couple of months, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And the thing is this, Marlon, the younger the children, the less fear they have. You know that? Because think, let, let us all think back to when we were children. Were we afraid of anything? No. Surely no. I, used, I was a climber. Up in the apple tree, up in this tree, up in that tree. The number of times I was called out of a tree. No fear. The number of times I said, go put your shoes on because I'm a barefoot person too. I like being barefooted outside. That's me. To this day, I'll walk outside barefooted. Go put your shoes on. But you know, a lot of people use kids, as we know, is because a lot of kids don't get, um, their parents go and pick them up. Or uh, once you're not 18 years old, you get a slap on the wrist. I'm not sure about Jamaica. Honestly, I'm not sure. But, you know, here in, in other countries, you pick, you come pick them up if they're not 18 and, you know, you're not technically supposed to be in the system if you're not, you know, 18, over 18, which I don't, I don't believe that. But once you get booked, you're in the system. Even if you're from five years old, you're in the system. Other people can't find it, but other, you know, certain system can find it if they want to. And I think that's why a lot of people use kids to do their crime because they feel like they, they, they're going to get off or they won't have a record or whatever. And a lot of these, that's why a lot of these, I don't know, let me, let me stop. I don't know. Anybody else has any suggestions as to what 
we can recommend this because it's a collective effort. At the end of the day, it's truly collective. We can't say we're relying on the government alone to do it. How are we going to put a halt to these things? Because at the end of the day, it can affect any one of us. Any one of us. Don't think it can't happen to any of us. Don't for a minute think that. How are we going to curb our youth? Rehabilitate their minds. How are we going to do that? I don't know. I really don't know. I know someone just opened their mic. Go right ahead. Yeah. Hey, Brezzy. Um, good morning. Hey, morning, morning, morning. Um, so I think based on um, just getting like an understanding of um, you know, just what the overall trend um, we call it over the years. Um, and, you know, you kind of get like a general idea. You know what? What are some of the the causes? Um, or some of the root causes to you know certain behavioral pattern and um, you know essentially what leads to you know especially kids. Um, you know, basically um, sloping down downwards. Um, you know to the the crime or you know any criminal like behavior is it really starts from the home um it really starts from the home it really starts from the community um you know we often hear the same takes of village to raise a child that is very true um it's it does start from the home but it also has a lot to do with you know your your environment you know um, and just to give you an example, right, um, when I usually attend JC, right, um, I come from a very strict household. And, um, you know, certain things, especially as boy me, you know, you try to look. And of course, you know, yeah, certain things, you know, definitely can slide and so on. So, so while attending JC, um, and I think I had mentioned this a couple, couple episodes ago, uh, Michelle, that you know, going to JC back then was was almost like going to a boot camp. You know, it's like you're literally exposed to um, everything. You know, um, whether it be drugs, whether it be guns, um, you know, stabbings, you're exposed to all that. And <clears throat> it's like it's easy to get caught up in the web about a lot. You know, you have gangs, you have so many different things that 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 can easily just suck you right in. Um, and, you know, coming from a household that teach you right and wrong, you know, you, you know what not to um, do and, you know, what is what is acceptable, what is, what is not acceptable. Yes, that is definitely something that is, uh, that needs to, that I found out that is required uh, within the household, you know, and afraid to stay grounded, right, to stay on your feet. 
because the minute you step out of that household, especially in certain environment, in particular for me, you know, it's like it is the easiest thing for that to essentially just fly through the window, especially if you do have that level of um, morals and values and certain principles that, you know, that should be taught at home. So if you don't have those and you come into certain environment, you know, you just get sucked up. I mean, as easy as one, two, three, literally. So, <clears throat> so, um, so the, the the point, one of the major points was that you know, in attending JC, you know, there was a lot that that influenced me, a lot of things that influenced me. And why I say that it takes a village is really on your on your overall surrounding is that you know, when I when it was at a point where, you know, I was basically on a path to. You know, like it wasn't it just say say the least it wasn't a good part, you know. I literally had some friends, right, that pulled me aside. And it's something I never forget to this day. Literally pulled me aside. I remember it like it yesterday. Pulled me aside and literally, you know, corner me and said, Yo, hear me I say, You see what you do? The wrong thing you do. Right? And it's like them basically they give me an ultimatum. You understand? Um, in other words, them basically, you know, like the mother said, them drape you, right? They literally take me one side and drape me for one day. I say, yo, you are. That's this another road to you, right? And from that day until this day, something, something that I always remember, right? And something that I would definitely say it was like a turning point in my life, right? So, so I said that to say that you know, you literally have to have certain individuals around you, right, that can essentially, you know, drape you, correct you, you understand? Because, yeah, even though, you know, you learn certain principles at home, and, yeah, they, 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 they will stick with you, you know, but, you know, when you are within certain level, certain type of environment, right, it's easy to get caught up in, in, um, in, 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 in that way. So you definitely need to have individuals around you not necessarily, you know, because sometimes you know, we feel like, you know, our friends need to basically approve everything that we do. You understand what I'm saying? But your two friends, them, right? And the one them will literally, when they realize, say, yo, we are the wrong, and them one, they will drape you up until they say, yo, we are the wrong. You understand? Them type of friend there, you're supposed to have a key. Now, the one them will entertain the foolishness we are the. So if they will entertain the foolishness we are the, then definitely, them one are your friends, from my experience. So I'm say it starts with the home, and then it also, um, it also means that you know your surrounding also have to have to reflect those morals and principles um, that you know you should you should basically live by. Otherwise, you know, then because right now based on based on the article, it just show me say you know there's a lot of out of those eight hundred seventy five, eight hundred seventy four oh, no crimes. It's just major crimes, yeah. Major crimes, but they didn't state how many, how many, how many um, kids are children. No, what they've done, these are children between 15 to 17 ages. I'm sorry, the ages of 17, 15 to 17. And what they gave was a breakdown where um, 175 charged for rape, 256 charged for breaches of the Firearm Act, 175 for break-ins, 89 for robbery, and 65 for aggravated assault. Alright, so if how much that add up to all of them people they just have no level of morals, no level of value or principle, or nobody to uphold them or hold them accountable. You understand? 
is nobody now hold their country for the wrong way or the other keep on doing the wrong. Right? They'll keep on make that um you know, and it's so funny, you know, you'd have some of these kids that would get arrested, right? And you know, so them get arrested and them charged and you know, get them basically get sentenced. Probably like a couple months or so. Right. And then come back out and then come back and do the same thing again. Right? And you still have the same set of people that run them were still basically entertained all over them though. We basically have had them basically get locked up um however long ago. So you realize that if the village where you're around where that you're around is not um is not upholding certain standards, then you realize that, yo, you got you got <laughs> you basically you got just continue down in a downward slope. You understand? And I think that's primarily where everything starts the yard and your community. Right? And I conclude right here. Thank you so much, Prezi. In the chat, out of the road, this is so much to unpack. It's accountability. It's allowing parents to parent. It's parents accepting help from those who genuinely want to help. Staying away from the media that wants to tell people how they want other kids to be raised. Accountability. But why is it that we struggle with accountability? What is the issue with accountability? Why it's a problem for us? Because that's a huge problem in the, that's a big slice of the pie if you ask me. Why do we struggle with accountability? And let's look at ourselves, how easy it is for us. When something happens, we try to see how we can exclude ourselves as much as possible, ourselves rather, instead of saying, you know something, huh, okay, so I made a mistake. Could be a genuine mistake, could be because I wasn't aware, lack of knowledge, whatever. But acknowledge that you made the mistake. Take accountability. Okay, I'm sorry that I did this and this caused this outcome. But I would like to fix it if it's fixable or understand that I have a clear understanding of how to move forward and I will see to it that it doesn't happen again. Because nobody is perfect. None of us. We all fall down. But it's how we get up and dust our shoulders off and move forward. But you can't dust your shoulders off without accepting responsibility for our actions and the role that we play in certain things. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you there, 100% out of order, accountability. Nobody wants to take the blame. It's past the buck. Pass the buck. Keep passing, keep passing, keep passing. It's like the collection plate. You pass it around, you start at the front of the church, the pew, and it just goes round and round and round and round and round and round. And it just gets, you know, people keep filling it up. Well, kind of, that's what's going on here. Passing it, passing it along. When is somebody going to say, okay, enough. Stop right here. Pump the brakes. Uh-uh. We're going to correct the behavior now. I'm going to stand up and accept responsibility. And we 
even by not being directly impacted, but being aware or directly involved, but being aware of something happening and not saying anything or trying to help the issue kind of make us complicit to some degree. And I understand because Aldada said it too, you have to want to get the help. You have to allow the help to help. Because as parents, we don't know everything. We don't. We really don't know everything. My dad died at 84, the year, up to the very year um, before he got sick. I would call him and ask him something. He's like, you know what? Hold on. Let me find out for you. Yeah. My mom is in her 80s. The same thing. I would say something. She's like, Hold on, let me go find out. No matter how old you are, you're not going to know everything. Do not be afraid to ask questions and receive help. You're not sure what style of disciplining you need to impose. You're not sure. You know, I tried taking away this, but it didn't work. What, what, What do you suggest? And if you don't want to put your child and your business out there, create a scenario. You know, I have a friend who da, 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 da. what do you think I should do? Or what do you think I should recommend that they do rather? There are ways and means to getting help. Trial and error. Did any of us get a handbook when we had a child, whether naturally or through adoption? Did any of us get a handbook and say, here you go. This is how you raise the child and you're guaranteed to have success. Aren't we all <laughs> trial and error? Believe it or not, we're all trial and error, okay? Because your parents didn't have all the answers. There was a village. You may not even know it, but there was a village. And that village, your teachers, they're there. When they carry it to the clinic or to the doctor, that's a part of the village because the doctors or the nurses are telling your parents or grandparents or aunts whoever raised you are you they're asking questions and then they're making suggestions to what to ensure that you are maintained that you're healthy that you can live so that's a part of your village when you walk into a bank to deposit your little money and the teller well, relationship banking is out the window. I wish that came, would come back. But you go into the bank and the teller's like, hey, how is your daughter doing? How is your son doing? And you're able to have a conversation. That's a part of the village. Being outside playing and somebody say, hey, get out the road. A vehicle is coming. That person's a part of your village. But this is heart-wrenching. It makes you question what is going to happen in Jamaica. Where are we headed as a country? If 15 to 17-year-olds are being charged with rape, breaches of the Firearms Act, break-ins, robbery, and aggravated assault. 15 to 17, when your ass ought to be in school. Focusing on that. 
even if you're not going to be able to go on to university because your parents can't afford it, at least you'll be able to get a job or something, a trade, something. But instead, a life of crime. Can I ask a question? Sure, go right ahead. Is there, does the data show gender? Um, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, uh, uh, my, my, my thing is, in Switzerland, well, I'm not quote that I don't know, but I think in Switzerland and then in, in other parts of the world, Korea, I think, some other countries, military service is mandatory at a certain age. I think Jamaica has to go there. I believe that kids 14 should become a part of the cadet system. And at age 18, it should be mandatory that you have to serve at least two years in the army. And, and while you're in the army, you are you're allowed to go to college, get a scholarship, and or you serve and you can use your serving credits, just like what the U.S. do, to get scholarships or funds to go to study. I, I, I think that's the route for Jamaica. I don't see any other route because I really believe a big part of why we're seeing 15 to 17 year olds committing crimes is hopelessness. It is nothing to aspire to, is, is, is looking around them. And when I look at the 19 year olds, the 25 year olds, the 30 year olds, um, like my virgin that used to live in Montego Bay, who was the, 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 who became the marketing director at Pepsi? He told me, he said, remember when he was working at Sandals, James Company, you know, James. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. James, I understand no wonder. But anyway, him say man, when he was, he was working at Sandals ATL, and him say every day him get up and go work, and he him sit on the car, and one day he would call and say, "Sir, Mr. Mitch," and say, "Yeah." So how much money I make today? You know, so I just make half million dollars sitting on the car, and every day I get up and go work. So we have to understand the psychology if. If he's going to work and he's not making five hundred thousand dollars a month, he's not making at the time he not make two fifty, two hundred thousand a month. These guys are making half million dollars a day. But how are they making it, O'Neill? Huh? How are they making it? No, it's illegal activities. Right. It's scamming. But the point I'm making is, you can't. And somebody, some psychologist said it recently. You can't say to somebody who has access to making half million dollars a day. That you are there to stop making half million dollars a day to go work in a supermarket to make two thousand five a week because that's the life you're supposed to live and you're supposed to stay poor and stay in the ghetto and stay in squalor sewage water running out of your road. I mean, you can't tell them that. You have to now realize that one, you allow the system, you allow these kids' guidelines, right? You allow. This is to break down so badly that they have to resort to crime. Now you have to find a way to convert. I don't. I was, there was somebody who did a commentary and he was saying, um, "Oh, it's a lecturer at UA, named Kwame," and he was doing a commentary and he said in the commentary, 
when you study most entrepreneurs and people who do crime, they have the same mindset. It's just that one is doing it for bad stuff and one is doing it for good stuff. The discipline that it takes to be a criminal and to be um, to, to work on logistics and planning and all of that stuff, it's almost the same aptitude that an entrepreneur takes. So what you need to do now is find entrepreneurial reasons to transfer them from crime to legit business. But what the government is telling them to do is, oh, put on your gun, stop scam, be poor. Um, it's not like we're saying, hey, Corey, come on, we're going to put you in a training system. Oh, you love guns? You know, you're going to train. We're going to train it. To, oh, God. But um, we're going to send it to college. You can become an engineer. You can become an architect. Where is that stream that's going to convert and rehabilitate that person to something that matriculates to better? Where is it? So we can complain about what the kids are doing, but how do we give them aspiration and hope so they can graduate out of crime to a lawful lifestyle? That's what nobody is finding the solution for. That's what the government is not finding the solution for. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> Thank you, O'Neill. I have to agree with um, the recommendation of every child going through the JDF as a cadet, whatever, something. Because there are certain disciplines that you are going to learn that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. So it may st we may have to start there, do a cleanup act there, right? Now, as it relates to opportunities, I understand that, you know, it's kind of hard to tell somebody who is making $500,000 a day illegally to go and you now depart from that way of life and um, make probably $75,000 a month. I get it. But what about life? You're going to make $500,000 a day probably for five years before they cut you down before you're dead or do you want to be able to live to see your mother grow old may make $75,000 a month but you can take that $75,000 a month because chances are you are living at home not parent take the 75,000 and with a little you can do much but we have to teach them how to see things differently and and I, I will go back to supporting your suggestion of them going into the discipline of being in the army, serving for two to three years or five years and offering them scholarships, free education, put it that way, so that they don't have to worry about paying to get a degree, right? So that's an option. But would you rather live until you're 70, 75 and have the opportunity to improve yourself so that you can earn more or would you rather $500,000 for five years and you're dead after five years? So Michelle, hear the reality of that. Mm -hmm. Right? If you live and if you, if you realize that, for example, in some communities in Kingston, there's still sewage when you step out of, when you step out of the board and zinc fence, you're stepping into sewage, raw sewage. 
right? In Montego Bay, some of them are living in similar squalor, right? Now, some of them get a job and they still can't afford to buy a house, so they still have to go home to the squalor. So, just imagine somebody just saying, hey, guess what? You know, say, you only live once. But prefer live and we can make some money and we're gonna get cut down and killed. But you know, we can enjoy a little bit of life before me dead. Versus, I'm going to live in perpetual poverty for 50 years. That's torture. It's hell or heaven. So they'll say, let me choose temporary heaven. I'm gonna make some money. I can have any girl I want, I can date, I can buy two Mark X, I can drive girl on the corner, I can flash, we can drink some liquor, they will kill me, but guess what? But I live a little before I die. It's literally that psychology that we have cultured in these youths. Because telling them to earn $75 a month without the quality of life improving is torture. I yield. I get it. I get it, um, O'Neill. I get it. There's a young lady. Um, she's in politics in Jamaica. Um, you know what she used to do? Walk and pick up buckle and sell. Walk and pick up buckle and sell. She never wait for nobody for bail her out. She took herself out. Because I said this yesterday. If we are going to sit down and wait, we're not going to be waiting in vain. So we got to do it for ourselves. We got to do it for ourselves as hard as it may be. I remember... I was a child. My father's stepmother was bending down and picking up pennies off the ground. And somebody passing said to her, Lord, I want to tell you, let me, let me. And she turned to me and she said, you see that? False pride. That's the problem. There's another lady who she used to do the same thing, walk and, you know, as she's going about her business, walking through the town, she would see coins on the ground and she picked them up. After doing that for about five, between five to ten years, she went into a furniture store and bought a mattress with the said coins that people didn't want to pick up off the ground, but she bent down, picked them up, saved them, and went and bought a mattress. She could have done the same thing, step over it, and said, no, Sammy, now pick up that, the money dirty. Who, me? Pride. But, you know, I understand what O'Neill is saying because I've seen it and I've, you know, seen people doing the same thing and think just like that where 
you're making a you know a hundred thousand dollars a month and five hundred thousand dollars a day i understand that you know i know people like that but majority of the people right this minute who used to make that kind of money have nothing to show for it you know yes they might buy a car and whatever but a lot of them just don't know they make five hundred thousand dollars a day they don't know what to do with that money they don't they don't take that money and and say okay this is going to run out in five years let me invest in something where i can you know so i can help the community because a lot of them is all for themselves i understand if you if you hustle or whatever and you're making the money see how you can help the kids in the community don't bring them down with you because you know what you're doing is wrong a lot of them get the money and waste it you know you're living in, in a in a community with sewage running across uh you know and this place smell take the money and and, and 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 get out or fix up the community if you can if they allow you to you know do stuff with the money if the, the money is not you get the money and you show off with the money and you probably end up dead in five years take the money and do something else when you work for your hundred thousand dollars a month at least you know you work hard for it and you, you 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 cherish it more as we all say in jamaica we know easy come easy go because i know a lot of people who make millions of dollars and broke today they have nothing to show for it and i'm speaking from i know people personally they don't have a dollar they have to ask me for money and these people have millions so sometimes we need to just look and stop being stupid and take your money and do the right thing. If you're going to do it and help the kids, help the community, you have it, you get the money, use it and help the kids. This We are the only one who can help these kids, the parents and the people in the community. Leave the, leave the government and the cops out of it. I understand they can do a lot, but we have to do it for ourselves. If we're not getting help from them, the community has to do it. You know the money that the community are selling things and are making money. Use the money and, and and help the kids. You know, you go buy a car and jewelry just, just to show off. You don't make you don't and make park sense. up the car in the sewage water. Make that make that sense. No damn sense to me. It don't make no sense to me. Because as I said earlier. I grew up in a situation. I know what I'm talking about, and I've seen it. People just tend to show off every minute, and I always could never understand it. Why are you going to make millions of dollars and just come park up in the ghetto and I show off and I, and, I, and I flaunt the money? Invest the money in the kids. Invest the money in the community. Something. Open up a business. A legit business. Marlon. Yes, that's, that's a big part of the problem that you mentioned there, and here's the reason for that. And it's not unique to Jamaica, it's not unique to places of crime. Um, when I lived in Barbados years ago, I remember um, them have the system of board houses, which have a lot to do with the land don't belong to you, so you have temporary housing on the land. And I remember going to houses where, because I'm out of board houses, where there, you can literally stay outside and look and peep inside the people's house and there's a Ben's park outside. 
in Antigua when they had a hurricane back in the in, in the nineties. When a hurricane hit Antigua and it blew down all the board houses, there were a lot of expensive cars parked in front of board houses. It's a Caribbean wide thing. Because we as black people were not taught financial literacy. We were taught to become consumers. We were not taught to build businesses or build brands or build anything. We were taught to purchase. So that's a part of the psychology is when you, so when you go back to making $75,000 and live forever and making $500,000. So if you make $75,000 and you have good credit, and da, 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 credit doesn't exist in Jamaica, but yeah. <laughs> um, and you're incrementally buying. That's why I said the quality of life has to improve. So if I'm making $75,000 $75, a month, and I live, like when, like when I, you have people who live in St. Vincent, you had a tax law where you can't travel out of the country. So you could go to courts with your passport and take out a house full of furniture, right, in St. Vincent. Don't know if it's still so now. I know back then it used to be like that. You could furnish your entire house. But if you need to travel, and you are not, you, your credit standing is not good. You cannot go on a plane. So you can't run, leave. You, can run a, you can't run away and leave your debt, right? Um, but to get back to the point, you know what I'm saying, if, if you increase the quality of life, so okay, with $75,000 a month, if the government in Jamaica should get up tomorrow morning and say, all right, here one. Every citizen, when, you know, we know wages are low. So all the kids in BPO, all the workers in the hotels, we're going to have a special incentive program for housing where as long as you've been working for two years, um, you know, your taxes have been paid to your company, etc., etc. And we, we see that consistency. We are going to grant an automatic don't pay me deposit on a house and or we have a grant program where you can own a house and you can even the same rent to own program so whatever you afford for rent we will give you a house to live in nice house nice neighborhood sewage water light right and um you have access to a higher quality of life immediately i'm saying unless so when we talk about the government and the police i think a lot of the time we talk about the government the real purpose of the government is to create and institute policies that benefit the ordinary person. Programs that benefit them. It's not so much that the government is going to come and fix it and give us some money to snap it overnight. I think the, the issue we're having is that these policies and programs, they don't exist. And in a lot of instances, the policies and programs of the country only benefit the already rich. So, it's impossible to tell a youth. I tell you, it's impossible to tell a youth when they say, no way out. And you say, yo, we can make some money to scamming. And you're right, Marlon. They used to take the $5,000 bill and light it to, to light a spliff. That's what was happening in Montego Bay in real time back in 2013, 2012, 2013, 2014. That was a reality in Jamaica. These guys had so much money, they didn't know what to do with it. And that was before the gun crimes escalated. So it's not, it's not, I don't think these are criminal minds that just get up and someone and kill people, you know. The killing people started when the government started to clamp down on scamming 
then it becomes skates benefits and spoil so it become me or you because me start make five hundred thousand dollars a day you are making me come rob you me not to protect you the gunman them are the eagle guns trust me it's an ecosystem that was created but it's also because there was no road that was presented to these kids that said to them hey if you earn seventy five thousand all right you work in jamaica until you're 60. what is your pension you pay tax all your life and then when you reach your get pension your pension cannot even buy your bread why are we telling these kids why are we telling them to live to 70. for what it's almost like religion it's easier to go to for 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 it's easier for a camel to go through the alpha needle than a rich right. man to get into the kingdom exactly of that's what we're telling these kids we're telling them listen man in order to be a good and decent person suffer through 70 and then suffer after 70. O'Neill, you raised a very valid point and I like it. The one about subsidizing or having programs, initiatives in place where people build communities. Um, and we're not talking about the NHT. Granted, they might say, oh, that's why we have the NHT program. Well, if you're going to go that route with it, okay, government, make it attainable right so i like what you said you're working for two years and now you have earned so many points or you can get a grant um to be able to get a house and whatever you are paying in rent you can now pay that in mortgage instead instead so you can get out into a decent community you have proper infrastructure in place i like that idea and this is, is Peter here today? No, he's not. He's not here today. Okay, because the role he wants to play is a role of such that would be able to bridge the gap, the voices from the diaspora looking on the outside, looking in, to be able to make recommendations that we see as viable recommendations because there are many people in the diaspora who have made it out of the ghettos, out of the... um poverty-driven situations and have been able to turn their lives around and they have they now have ideas bright ideas because these ideas need to be tabled there needs to be a meeting of the minds so that they can hear these ideas all right this is how the government and the people can work together you're calling on us to help be a part of the collective to address the situation so here is one recommendation let us show them that there is a future, that there is hope. Let's reinstill hope. And here is how, this is one way we can reinstill hope. The government lands that are laying barren, that are not being used, and that are, can, that are not suitable for agriculture. Let us use those lands to build communities so we can take people out of squalor they, you know, they have something to work toward. We promote them continuing to school. We promote them getting that education. We promote them getting a job and give them some, okay, after two years, I come to work, I have no issue. All right, good. I have something for work towards. You know, I can take my mother and everybody out of this community where I'm tired for work out and I feel skip over part all. So that's a great idea. Something to work towards. I like it. So we need to table, put together more ideas like that. 
and have the ideas presented to the powers that be and sit down for them to make sure that I, these things are formulated. I, I gave you a stop. I just quickly want to say one other thing that just flashed in my head, right? We spoke about remittance, right? Just imagine if every single person that sends a transfer to Jamaica had the opportunity to put $1 every time they send a wire transfer that goes into what is called a people rehabilitation fund. And that money is now spent on persons that want to change from a life of crime. Trust me, the $1 it might sound small, but it adds up very, very quickly when 3 million people are sending $1. Of course. And I'm just saying, they are, simply pro, they, are, they are very simple ideas that we could use. And how that money is implemented, how it is used. You have to, it has to be only be spent on somebody that has had problems with the law. So you know, so they are, they are, they are, they are, what do you call it? There's, there's a word for it. There's a terminology for, um, what do you call them? Criminal makers, whatever they call it, right? But it's a rehabilitation fund. So you know you're finding people who are troubled, live in troubled communities, have had brushes with the law. You find them, and you're not offering them an opportunity to come out of crime. Right. Hey, this is all. Yeah, we can relocate you to. We build one new district, like you just said a while ago. You know, we take some of the Cayman Island, we leech in want to make billions offer, and we convert it into a housing development. The NHD spends some of the billions of them have and build some nice houses. You can live in one of these houses. You have to earn it. So the first step is, um, if you're interested, you assign a pact with the country. You know, you create a little thing yeah. like a MO. You assign a pact with the country, and you agree that you're not going to engage in any criminal activity. You have, a, you have a probation officer, whatever, whatever. You get the chance to move out. You get to move into this new community. You have to get a job. You know, matter if I want a cheap job, where not pay you nothing. You have to work. You have to have a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do we oh, need to put on our corporate suits and ask for a meeting <sighs> at Gordon House? I don't know. Mo moment. <laughs> Remember I told you, like, a lot of ideas from the diaspora is given to the, the Jamaican government on a yearly basis. They just don't make any move. Like, I know that personally. The, the, the whole thing with um, Jamaicans serving in, in in the army mandatory that's that's been presented years decades and decades ago and what happens with it they don't do anything with it because remember i told you um i told you bermuda the bermuda in bermuda bermuda is at the time when i was there it was about fifty five thousand the population um they're not fighting any war but they have an army and it's mandatory for every single um, male in that country to, to once it, you, you hit 18 you have to join the army um, you have exemption like medical exemption and stuff like that I know um, when I was there like even the prime minister's son even um, somebody you have um, some a, a family there like they're like royalty like the Dunkley family and even their kids who are multi-millionaires they have to go to Jamaica and they have to serve um, the Jamaican um, army. They take them to Newcastle, I think, and, and they train there for a for, for, um, couple months. And it was like Jamaicans in Bermuda um, saw that and, and they were like, you know, this is ridiculous because here 
we are in Bermuda, um, the, the government is using Jamaican resources to make sure that their young men get, and, and it's not, as I say, it's not about fighting war, it's about certain discipline that you get in the military. And it's a program that they have been, that they have been using for like years, over 30 years. And yeah, they approach the government with it, nothing. <laughs> All Nothing. Right. So they, they have they, they, they get they, they get the ideas, but they just don't use them. Well, let us not lose hope. I'm about solutions. We identify the problems. We we come up with solutions and we present the solutions. So as I said, do we need to put on our corporate suits and ask for um, the air <laughs> of those that be at Gordon House to sit down and have a conversation with them, but not just have a conversation, present ideas and walk up, but challenge them and hold them you accountable. Know, you know, something moments, I'm going to become even more radical with the, with the I think we need to form a Jamaica diaspora party. <laughs> our policies, so we, 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 we find persons living on the island, people either they retired and gone back home, or people who want to go back home to become officers of this party, we register as a political party, and we fund, our diaspora funds go towards make, putting this party into government, and then we go in there and make changes. You know what I like, O'Neill? No party at all. You just have a group of people. No. Hold on, you just have a group of people that run the country, and if you know run it right after two years come by next person we're gonna get this right because this bipartisan politics is kind of damaging the country as um james i think said yesterday is like <laughs> when me run out you run in but well, well, well the point i'm making michelle if we create a jamaica diaspora party and i'm saying this because jamaica is built on a westminster system so I mean, until we become a republic and we change the constitution and change how we do politi politics, we, we are, we're stuck with what we have. Now, if we create a party, right, Jamaica Diaspora Party, we can create within that party that the leadership system in that party is benchmarked on the leaders performing. So we, we start with ourselves. Uh, if we win power and we go in, that we now have power to implement these policies. We now have power to make the changes we want to make. We now have power to implement some of the stuff we want to implement. And we're not, the party don't mean, the ordinary job, anybody can be a member. The, 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 the thing though is that we now create, because one of the things I think is an issue with Jamaica is the GLP party is designed by DNA to operate a particular way and the PMP is designed by DNA to operate a particular way. Yeah. And and um, trust me, it doesn't matter who lead those parties, they always tap back into the the their, their system, them cronyism, the whatever they have. They are so they are so muddled and dirty and mix up. It's very difficult for them, I believe, because it's not going to be easy with a new party anyway, but I'm just saying at least would have been able to set parameters and rules from day one as to how this institution will conduct itself. Yeah. One. Two, we now will have a vessel because guess what? If we continue, we what diaspora is being, we're being, we're giving fish to feed the people. 
we're no. not teaching them how to fish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So every time we call the government and give them an idea, we are hand them something on a platter, which then the value of it. Why yeah. should they use it? Yeah. How does it? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Got to take a quick break. Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone, for your input. Thank you for lending your air. And what we have to do is not give up hope. Do not be dismayed. But let us see what we can present. Find for those of you who are listening and you're in Jamaica. Find your le local leaders, your members of parliament, your parish council representatives. Take what you're hearing us say to them. Present the ideas. Because them alone don't have the answers. And life, it's all about trial and error. You gotta try something, right? Nothing tried, nothing done, them other saying, right? Um, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. It is Throwback Thursday here on Coffee and Toe, hashtag TBT. We're playing music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. A little music with the madness, a.k.a. the news. Swing your arms. Today we were a little heavy on the Caribbean corner. I apologize. Not. Because the stories are there. We got to talk about them. We can't ignore them, right? Police and thieves in the street Fight of the nation with the Guns and ammunitions Police and thieves Thank <laughs> you. 
What we definitely cannot do as a people is lose hope. We, don't lose, you gotta get we cannot at all. You've got your mind set we cannot lose sight you can get of the vision. Let's go back to our forefathers. Really Think about their purpose of wanting freedom. Really want, yeah. And the freedom that they wanted was not for us to go back and enslave ourselves. Try and try. Try, try, you succeed at last. Don't you know me? Listen, the voice of Desmond Decker, you can get it if you really want. You keep telling me no and try to. to all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play log on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day download the jano radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores jano radio take us on the go you better let your yeah be yeah, and you know me know. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. If you want to be a part of the conversation, want your voice heard, and of course we enjoy hearing perspectives, please join us on Clubhouse. You can download the Clubhouse app in your Apple and Google Play stores. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Well, we're kind of testing out the 1 p.m. Eastern, right? This is where I read the news and we share our views. You're listening to the pioneers. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Have some conviction, folks. Coming up right after this, we have more stories for you. And you know me know. You keep telling me yes, but you don't mean it. Thank you for that one, Pioneers. Let your yes be yes. 
let your no be no. And remember this also, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Here is our story from the international scene. South African police find 21 bodies at the Kruger's Dorp mine. And I hope I did not mess that up for my South African folks. This story is courtesy of Al Jazeera News. South African police are investigating the discovery of at least 21 bodies of suspected illegal miners uh, found near an active mine in the town of Kruger's Dorp, west of Johannesburg. According to police, 19 bodies were recovered on Wednesday afternoon and two more were found on Thursday morning. Police said they suspect that the bodies were moved to the location where they were found, which is a privately owned mine. We can confirm that this morning our search and rescue team went back to the scene and as they were searching, they discovered two more bodies. That's according to police spokeswoman Brenda Muridley uh, speaking on Thursday morning today. They retrieved them from an open mine shaft. The discovery is the latest in a series of incidents related to illegal mining in the area. In July, eight female members of a film crew were raped and robbed at an abandoned mine in the area where they were working on a music video shoot. The incident sparked violent protests against illegal miners in surrounding communities. Last week, rape and robbery charges against 14 men were also who were also suspected of being illegal miners were withdrawn after police could not link them to the rapes through DNA evidence. The men were among more than 80 people arrested during police raids on the abandoned mine where the rapes took place. Can they get rid of these illegal mines, please? Why, why, shut them down. Shut them down. Especially if they're being used as dumping grounds for bodies or being used to carry out heinous acts. Shut them down. Whatever you got to do, shut them down. We head up to Uganda for a next story. Uganda to begin commercial oil exploration in 2025, and they are seeking funding. This story also courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Uganda aims to start commercially pumping its oil reserves in April 2025 with China being considered as a potential source of funds to develop an export pipeline, authorities said on Tuesday. Although Ugandan officials have previously mentioned 2025 as the year for the commencement of production, it is the first time they are being specific on the month. I hope that by April 2025, we shall see the first oil, said Energy Minister Ruth Nankabirwa when speaking at a conference in Abu Dhabi. Uganda and neighboring Tanzania are also confident they will secure funding for a planned crude export pipeline, she said. China is always ready, she said, when asked if the money would come from China. China is always ready, and I want to encourage Europe, I want to encourage America to also invest in Uganda. Here's what I'm going to say, Ruth. You know, before I pull up, before I talk, I'm putting my foot in my mouth. Let me do this. Uganda, you're located in East Africa, right? Okay. All right, hold on. I'm Pardon my typing, my fingernails. <laughs> so, Uganda. You are surrounded by whom? Where are you, Uganda? Okay, so Uganda, you are surrounded by Tanzania. 
Kenya, Republic of Congo, Sudan, Ethiopia, Eritrea to the extreme north, what's that, east, and to the west, I'm sorry, to the east, east, and I'm saying east, east because you have, to the direct east, you have Kenya, and then east of Kenya, you have Somalia. And I'm going to say this. You're closer to the east coast, I get it. So you have Tanzania, Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia. How about you meet with those leaders and let's see how the people of the countries can invest first. Let's start there. Don't be so quick to run to China. Don't be so quick to run to the United States. Don't be so quick to run to Russia or any other country. I would say, see how you can meet with the leaders of those countries that you're surrounded by. Right? That's what I'm going to say. And for stories out of North America. Parkland school killer formally sentenced to life in prison. Story courtesy of the Associated Press. Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz formally received a sentence of life without parole on Wednesday after families of his 17 slain victims spent two days berating him as evil, a coward, a monster, and subhuman. Cruz, shackled in a red jail jumpsuit, watched circuit judge Elizabeth Scherer as she pronounced 34 consecutive life sentences one each for the slain and the 17 he wounded and of course this incident happened back on february 4 back on february 14 2018 at the marjorie stoneman douglas high school in suburban fort lauderdale the judge's voice broke as she read the first of the sentences but her voice gained strength and volume as she moved down the list cruz showed no emotion as she spoke the judge had no other choice. The jury in Cruz's three-month penalty trial voted 9-3 on October 13 to sentence him to death. But Florida law requires unanimity for that sentence to be imposed. The sentencing came after two days' worth of parents, wives, siblings, and other relatives of slain victims and some of the surviving wounded walking to a lectern 20 feet to address him face-to-face. The judge commended the families and wounded who testified, calling them strong, graceful, and patient. Some parents and other family members wept as she read. When she finished and Cruz was led from the courtroom, one father muttered, Good riddance. He will be taken within days to the Florida Prison Systems Processing Center near Miami before he is assigned to a maximum security prison. Families and the wounded spent two days verbally thrashing him wishing him a painful demise and lamenting that he could not be sentenced to death. Capitol Police cameras recorded break-in at Pelosi residence, story courtesy of NPR.org. United States Capitol Police security cameras installed at House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco recorded the break-in to her home early last Friday morning, and this is according to a source familiar with the investigation. The Washington Post 
first reported that the cameras installed by the U.S. Capitol Police were on when David DePap broke into the home through a rear door. But no one at the Law Enforcement Command Center in Washington, D.C. was watching when he entered. On Wednesday afternoon, the U.S. Capitol Police released a statement indicating their command center has access to 1,800 cameras, including the ones at the Pelosi residence that they monitor around the clock when she is there. The statement acknowledged that because the speaker was not home, those cameras were not as actively monitored. But the statement says their officers used information from the feed to help local respond response to the incident. The PAP, of course, we know, broke into the Pelosi residence at around 2.30 a.m. and attacked Paul Pelosi. He was charged with assault and attempted homicide and attempted kidnapping of a U.S. official after he stated that he was looking for the speaker. San Francisco police arrived quickly after Mr. Pelosi called 911 and a dispatcher detected there was a situation that needed a quick response. When officers arrived, they found DePap and Pelosi struggling with the hammer, but DePap pulled it away and struck Mr. Pelosi with it. He underwent successful surgery for a fractured skull and severe injuries to his arm and hands. He is currently recovering at a hospital in San Francisco. After the attack on January 6, 2021 at the U.S. Capitol, the San Francisco Police Department stationed a car outside the Pelosi residence 24-7. But the department stopped that practice and there was not a car there when the break-in and assault against Mr. Pelosi occurred according to the source. The San Francisco Police Department is leading the investigation, but a joint task force was created after the attack with the United States Capitol Police and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. On Tuesday, Tom Manager, USCP chief, released a statement saying the attack on Mr. Pelosi was an alarming reminder of the dangerous threats elected officials and public figures face during today's contentious political climate. So they don't have physical bodies there. Remember yesterday we were talking about this and I had questions and I'm like, you know, and we learned that she's not privy um, to Secret Service protection, right? We went, we did the research on Google and we discovered who is privy to it, when they're privy to it. Um, what she's privy to is protection from the police in, while she's in Washington, D.C., that's what she's privy to. Well, they do have cameras installed. The Capitol Police have cameras that they monitor. And they, they have access to over 1,800 cameras. So they have cameras in her residence. They just don't monitor it as much when she's not there. They still monitor it, but just not as much. So... What is the frequency now with which they monitor it when she's not there? That's the question. Now, is it like, oh, let's see, once every 12 hours? Mm, okay, everything looks fine. Okay, all right. And they walk away. Or they just turn their attention to other cameras because they really don't care there at that point. I don't know. I'm just asking. Now, it's going to come down to who 
was on duty monitoring. <laughs> Even, you know, you, you didn't see anything? No. No, didn't see anything. So it is going to definitely be a call to revisit how they handle government officials and their protection. And I agree. We are existing in a time when people are not sense. People operate off of emotions and allow themselves to get riled up by others who now do not know. Them only talk about, you know, and instilling fear and all kind of things to their demise. So now they have to go and figure it out. Changes are needed. Because God forbid one of you in here decides to become a government official or your children. You want to know that, that you, you or your children will be protected. Right? So let's see. Well, who is buying a ticket? If you don't have a ticket, you ain't got a chance. Powerball rise up to $1.5 billion. Third largest ever in the U.S. Anybody buy a ticket? Can I buy a ticket? Run, go get it. <laughs> been buying tickets since it was 700 and something million <laughs> <laughs> that's usually when i buy it when it's up in the millions but billion oof. yeah the bad news no one won on wednesday night's huge 1.2 billion dollar powerball jackpot good news the prize has grown Ahead of the next drawing, Saturday night. Yes, folks. This is the third largest lottery prize in U.S. history. The numbers were drawn Wednesday night. Let me read them for you, just in case. You might get a million off of it or two or three. We don't know. 2, 11, 22, 35, 60, and the red Powerball, 23. I'll say them again. 2, 11, 22, 35, 60 and the red powerball 23 bingo <laughs> we are somewhere rich <laughs> i was like catch it at the light <laughs> <laughs> don't forget me mr vet don't forget me nah the whole coffee and toe team will be traveling let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. will be traveling. We're picking up Sunnet over there in the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's see. How how is it? We gotta plan out the logistics of the trip. Um, and we have to go to Canada. We have a few folks we gotta pick up in Canada. Um, we have to hop on over to the UK, pick up some folks there. Uh, yeah. So we gotta get everybody in the US. We're gonna start in Florida. Head up the East Coast, cut across. <laughs> and... I'm a walk. I'm gonna drive up to the Sugarland private airstrip and say, "Look, I need to rent a plane because yeah. we got like eight stops to make." Probably more <laughs> than that. <laughs> Canada folks, y'all meet at one location and we pick y'all up there. Um, Ms. Me says, "I will fly myself out. Just send me my invite." <laughs> <laughs> Got you, Ms. me. I got you. Listen, sounds good. We all need a vacation, right? I think we all could do with a vacation. 
Yeah. So the new $1.5 billion prize is actually for winners who opt for an annuity paid out annually over 29 years. Nearly all winners choose cash. And I strongly recommend you go for the cash because we might our life to them and I promise for it tomorrow. We don't know what our lives going to take. And I'll take the cash. That ca cash for 200, Alex. Thank you. Um, yeah. If you choose cash, your payout is $745.9 million. Before I pick y'all up, I got to pay off, you know, I got to pay off my house. You better. I got to get a house for my mama and my sisters and whatever. That's okay. You know, that's before. Once that's done, then we can ball. Then so, we can ball. So you're going to pay off all your debt. So you're free and clear. Get your mom taken care of. Anybody else in your family you're taking care of, get that done. Whoever you're going to help charity-wise, get that done. You know, you, ha you have 30 days to plan, right? Because for 30 days, you can't collect your money, right? And I got to work for 30 days. That's okay. I'll tell, my, I'll tell my bill collectors, just put me on hold for a month. That's okay, because I'm not going back to work. Yeah. So 30 days, you get to speak with your trust attorney so that you can organize everything properly. Right? Put yourself on a budget, an annual budget. Pay yourself a salary each year. Right. And live by that, you know, do that. And then you can fly us out. And we, we just have a balling. <laughs> yes, I'm here for that. Whoever wins, it will be a life altering moment. Right. And um, I wish everyone well. Good luck. But remember, if you don't have a ticket, you don't have a chance. I'm going to have to get a mask like Mad Libran. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. So Home Depot workers in Philadelphia vote on whether to form their first unionized store in business news. Why did I think Home Depot was already unionized? I guess I'm learning something today. Yep. So the Home Depot workers in Philadelphia are deciding whether to form the company's first unionized store. Voting begins at a Home Depot location in northwest Philly where more than 260 employees are eligible to vote on whether to join the Home Depot Workers United, a new independent group formed at the store. The results are expected by this Saturday night coming. If the union prevails, it would mark a historic moment for the country's largest home improvement retailer. And it would add another name to this year's list of chains, facing first ever union. So let's see, we have Amazon, Starbucks, Chipotle, Trader Joe's, REI, Medieval Times, and Apple Stores. Medieval Times still around? Okay, I don't know why I thought they phased out. Hmm. Okay, so Home Depot, thinking of going down that road. Let's see what happens. Well, they're workers, I should say. Now, if you want the blue tick on Twitter to say you're somebody, Pay up $8 is what Elon Musk is saying. Twitter Inc. will charge $8 for its blue service, which includes its sought-after verified badge. That's according to the new boss. In his push to monetize the service and make the social media network less reliant on ads, 
Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have a blue check mark is BS. Power to the people. Blue for $8 a month, Musk said in a tweet, adding that the price will be adjusted by country proportionate to purchasing power parity. Uh, Elon, it's the principle, dude. It's the principle. It's not, you know, for many of the people who have the blue check mark, I'm sure it's not about the money. Uh, keep Twitter. If you're, that's what you're going to do. Um, the blue check mark, what's its real purpose? What's its real purpose? I'm going to tell you what it does on Instagram. It suppresses those who don't have a blue check mark. You ever notice under some stories, some articles, when you're reading the comments, you see all blue check marks first and then everybody else as if, and there was a time when that wasn't done. So everybody's voice could be heard or you could, you know, seen. Now, if you don't have a blue check mark, chances are you won't be seen or heard because people are, after they scroll, and you know, once they hit the last blue check mark comment, oh, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. That's not right. That's not right. So Google says <laughs> <laughs> a blue check mark next to a person's username on the social media platform means Twitter has confirmed that the account belongs to the person or company claiming it. So that means they legit is not someone faking or the new term capping. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the case, then everybody can get a check mark then. Right. But, but wait a minute, $8 a month. You have to pay for this blue check mark. How many million of people, how many million people are on Twitter again? We got to do this math. <laughs> let's see. Let, let's look it up. Twitter users. Okay. Let's see. Twitter users. Uh, how, you got it before me? We have 240 million active, daily active. So am I kept? 241, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, times, what you said, it? Time $96, because that's a year. Oh, shilling. Okay. Time, hold on. Jesus that, have mercy. That's if they pay the $8 a month. What's this number? What, 369. $1 billion for $8 a month. So in one month, that's $1.9 billion in one month. A year he would get. So let's multiply that, that by 12. That's $23 billion. So it works out better for him. So in two years, he would make back the money he spent to acquire Twitter. If everybody paid the $8, if they wanted to, if everybody on the app said, okay, I want my blue check mark. I'm going to pay my $8 to get my blue check mark. That's what he could acquire a year. That's better than advertising then, um, Sonette. 
advertising revenue? Oh, um, I stopped listening when you said Elon Musk. I'm sorry. I was just watching videos. What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really, we're talking about Musk and I, and I start watching videos on Instagram. Um, what? He's, he's, he's a troll. I, I don't like him and I'm not paying no money to be known that I am real. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not doing that either. I must pay it does. Babes, you take up the $44 million. If you never have it, you shouldn't spend it. All you need to pay about the loan. But you know what? Are you cash-strapped? Uh, come on, boo. Don't do that. You can keep your check mark. I'm going to keep my $8 a month. I can treat myself to something for $8 a month. <laughs> and folks, we are at the end of the road. I can't believe this. But let me see if I, I can squeeze this in. You know, I want to talk about this tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm going to start it off with health and science news because doctors explain why mass shooters are usually male. Yeah, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Me, $8. You're mad. Crazy. <laughs> Lick your head. Look yeah. in the chat what Ms. Meek say. Put the $8 in a pot that draw. <laughs> Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in earlier on FutureFM.net, FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Gotta say thank you to my listeners on JanoRadio.com, QMZRadio.com. And of course, I have to say a huge thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Have moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee Intel World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter for now <laughs> at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok moments with me media the mean everything is am i thank you for the great conversation clubhouse thank you for the views varying opinions and interesting perspectives loved the discussion as always remember coming up later on today on johnnorader.com blitz thursday with dj lankimatic that kicks off at 2 p.m eastern then it's Takeover Thursday with DJ Indu at 4 p.m. Eastern and DJ Rads presents Musical Chairs 9 p.m. Eastern. Download that Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. And to my listeners on QMZRadio.com, remember, for quality music, log on to www.QMZRadio.com to get you through your day. That Good music to get you through your day. Let's be clear about that. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do it all over again. Yes, tomorrow is Friday. We made it. Almost. Take care of yourselves, everyone. Be good. This is Moments with me signing out.